Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live, live from the Toad Hop Network studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com, the best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Did you see me? Did you see me turn it off? I talked on the phone with the pony boy. That's large vaginas. Giant vaginas. He's gonna out his wife on her vagina. She just had an orgasm. Listen, I'm no Jimmy Kimmel, but I can interview, baby. <laughs> I can't look at him. It's James Dean. This is more watermelon, bitch. Where's my hypodermic needle? It's the Craig Shoemaker Show on the Toad Hop Network. That's our brand new intro. Brand new. Ileana did that. Ileana Rose, who's actually in with us today. Well, she's usually here, but... Right. But unless, now I'm really here. Unless you're... Uh, if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. At Temple, blowing the shofar, or whatever you do. Uh, that You missed the one episode that time, right? For That's Rosh Hashanah right. services. But you are here today. I'm very excited about that. Unlike our guest, who's not here. Not quite. <laughs> and Sarah's not here. Sarah Sweet's not here. Joel Geist is here. Yeah, it's I like hear. a roll call. We're doing a roll call. Yeah. Ileana's mother, is she here? Yeah, she's here. There she's you go. Here. <laughs> okay. Ileana's mother's here. <laughs> Maybe you could be our guest today. Maybe you can, uh, if you had a, a best-selling book and have the number one podcast in America, you could be our guest. But he's not here right now. Adam is coming in. Very excited about that. I'm looking to glom on his, his heat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like. I mean, it would be wonderful to have him as a guest. I mean, I hope, he, I hope he does show up because yeah. I've only been a guest on his show for like, you know, 15, uh, 10, 15 years now. I, I guest on his shows. Is that all? Just 10, 15 years? Just 10 or 15 years. Yeah, just 10 or 15 years of being on no his deal. various radio shows. Yeah. And he interviews me. And, you know, if you can call it that, he talks a lot. He doesn't. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to have him in here to see if when he's a guest on a show, if he talks as much as he does when, I'm curious when, as when well, you're yeah. the guest. <laughs> because, and it's really great to tell you the truth. When I when I do guest on this, you know, I do a lot of radio shows, and you do, you know, you're a guest of like one of those DJs. Hey, I used to talk like this, and uh, and everybody, I couldn't get a date on a calendar. And all I talk like this because, and everyone loves me because I went to the American Academy of Broadcasting. I get you know one of those guys. So we're here with Craig Shoemaker. Oh do you make shoes? <laughs> I mean, this, this is what I get. I get the, the, the DJ guys who are yeah. like, press, they can't wait to press a button. It's because they're not on camera. They got to, they got to. No, that's know. not why. Uh, <laughs> it's not why. It's right. because they have no personality. Huh. They've been taught how to speak, but they haven't been taught how to feel. Yeah. That's the thing. They've been instructed. Here's how you run a show. 
So then I go in there as a guest. I'm trying to get my little comedy musings in. I'm trying to promote my shows wherever I'm performing or yeah. or a book or a DVD, whatever I have going. You're trying to, you know, or just get some comedy out there. Yeah. And these guys are going, so how did it all start for Craig Shoemaker? <laughs> they love hearing themselves talk. You ever do it back to them? Reply in kind with that voice? Yeah, I got a joke. Uh, how about Scrapple? <laughs> That's a good meat. I don't know what kind of meat it is. I dropped it on my lap. It started humping my leg. <laughs> That's like the movie phone guy. It is like the movie phone. <laughs> yeah. You're talking to the movie phone oh, guy. Man. And you're that ready guy to should do stand up. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Press one for Looper. <laughs> That's what you're ready for him to say. And it it drives me crazy. And they're pressing buttons all the time. Joel Joel has buttons over there. He I've presses them buttons. now and then. But no, yeah. that's what they do. You mention something, and then they, they press a button. Like you go, man, I'm hot. Hey, it's a, he's on fire. And then <laughs> I have like fire engines going off. And I'm like, come on, it's not part of my act. Nope. Can you just listen for a minute? But Adam Carolla is different. He has the number one podcast. In the Guinness World Book of Records. Guinness World Book of Records. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's impressive. So he's going to really? come in here. I yes, did not know that. the number one of all time. Most downloaded. Yes, most. I mean, it's, I'm talking in the world. It's Portugal. Wow. He's number one in Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's number one in Portugal, but he's got more than anyone from any of those Port Portuguese <laughs> out there that have their own podcast. Those Portuguese, there's nobody that can defeat this guy. They can submit all they want to the Guinness World Book of Records. This guy's the winner. So we're gonna have him on our show, I think. I hope so. He yeah. tweeted. He tweeted. So you never know. I, I, he says he's coming in. He yeah. tweeted our show. He gave us a tease, just like you do in radio. Right. We're going to come right back with Adam Carolla. Are they able to get up? Maybe they're being held downstairs. Oh, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Ileana, you better get down there. Yeah. No, maybe no. he's being arrested right now. If I being... said that to Sarah, by the way, she would go, oh, he's sending me there because he wants to fire me. <laughs> leave her alone. Sarah, what? who's listening. What do you leave her alone? Don't go to her defense. That's what alone. she did one time. I said, can you really? go down? Can you go down and get our guest? And then Joel, who's known her for years, he was like defending her. I go, she's, she's paranoid now. She thinks. And he goes, no, no, that's not true. <laughs> then she comes back and she completely, <laughs> right? She completely yeah, confessed she to did. You want to fire me, don't you? You want Joel to take my place. <laughs> I said, I told you, Joel. Told you that's where she was thinking. I'm not saying that she's not paranoid. I'm just saying to leave her alone. Uh, leave her. No, I'm not leaving her alone. She is, listen, she's ba sunbathing right now in Hawaii, oh, okay? That's nice. And I'm, I'm bathing in nerves, hoping our guest comes in. <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. so I can say something about Sarah. She apparently is listening. I Did she believe. say she was going to listen live? On the beach. Yeah. Maybe she'll call us. <laughs> At least somebody would be. <laughs> Maybe you should call us. I, Sarah, I'm not telling you to call, and I'm leaving you alone, but, <laughs> but. it would be nice if you did 323-622-8623. Come on, Sarah, give us a call. You can replace Adam Carolla. She can. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Adam has all these credits. I mean, he's been on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. We've had the host of Dancing with the Stars. Now we have... I think he was the first cut. <laughs> we, have we have one of the, the first, first cuts cut. on Dancing with the Stars. I think he was, maybe he was second. If it was meat, that would be really good. The first cut, you want that first cut. Of that meat. is true, and it's the freshest. Yeah. There you go. I don't know that he's looking at it that way, but uh, yeah, he was one of the first cut. They wanted to have someone funny on the show, which I, I would like to apply. If I, I was just going to ask you, would you ever be on Dancing with the Stars? Absolutely. Sarah's calling us. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Hello, Sarah. Sarah Sweet, who's normally here blessing us with her presence can you hear me sarah did i answer the phone hello sarah <laughs> hi sarah hey i am 
I'm calling and I'm listening and I'm making sure Eliana stops stealing my job. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha. How's it going over there? Have you had any? Aloha. Have you had any Hawaiian delicacies like poi? Uh, no, I had a, I had some seaweed and rice wrapped in like in some kind of spam for breakfast this morning <laughs> with egg. It, it was fun. It, it, was oh, right. it had spam in it. I don't know. It was probably it was probably uh, ham. I didn't realize that was native to the island. Spam. Yes. They like the spam. It has something to do with the war. You have a choice. We have in our island tradition, we have <laughs> coconut. <laughs> you could have pineapple before Dole gets a hold of it, or you could have spam, fresh from the can, grown fresh in Lanai. And you're in Maui? That really sounds like a commercial. <laughs> Are you in Maui right now? I am. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not on the beaches right now because I'm listening to this show because that's how committed I am. Uh, yes, you, you are committed or paranoid, one of the two. We're going to take a vote. You can't do it from the Probably beach? a little bit of both. Of course you can't do it from the beach. You don't get reception when you're oh. windsurfing. Are you going to windsurf or do anything like that? Yeah, I'm thinking I might paddleboard, might take some surfing lessons. I'm going to go over to Wayne's house. My mom ran into him yesterday on the way to pick me up to the airport, and I'm going to go uh, hang out with him for a little bit today or tomorrow. Wayne, yeah. you like the way she name drops <laughs> a really famous dude in my world. Is I love Wayne? that guy. Should we guess what Wayne? Yeah, Is it I'll, Wayne Brady? I'll let, I know who. It, all right, you got Wayne Brady. Who, who <laughs> Wayne Shorter. Wayne, who's Wayne Shorter? Oh my God, he's like a musical genius. Oh, okay. See, that's that's Ileana. <laughs> she goes with the music. Joel goes with the comedy with Wayne Brady. I'm going to go with the great Wayne Dyer from uh, that we've seen the bald guy on PBS. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't like. I'm sure that's not in his resume. Yeah. You know, you Wayne Dyer, Doctor Wayne Dyer, bald guy from PBS. I don't think that's part of his description, but uh, to me, he's I one of the greatest. In his special skills. I think he totally puts it in his special skills on his resume. Well, he's yeah. really good at bald. Well, I do find I do find that a lot of people are not aware of that. You know, it's like the consciousness community. A lot of people are. I I've said Deepak Chopra to people, and I I assume everyone knows who he is. Yeah, right. And people are going, is he a golfer? <laughs> I've literally had people say, is that a golfer? He's probably and then Wayne Dyer, they have no idea. They go, what do you mean, dying? He's, he dies? His, you know, I mean, yeah. people don't know who he is. He's on PBS. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> that that was was funny. What do you mean, dying? He's dying. He's di <laughs> is Wayne's dire? He's in dire need? Of, he's in dire need of people to pledge money to PBS. He's one of those guys that has you pledge money. Based on he sells the whole enchilada, he calls it, and you can get any of his, uh, you know, his tapes and his books. And uh, name some of the books that Wayne Dyer's done. I want him as a guest. By the way, as long as you're hanging out with Wayne, you and your mom hanging out with Wayne, can you have him come on our show? We would love to have him. Yeah, isn't that gross? And now I'm feeling gross that I name dropped that. I don't want to be that kind of person. <laughs> well, wait a second. I'll join you. I went to college with his daughter, Sky. You did not. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she's great. Of yeah. course, you'd have a daughter Do you like named her Sky. Music? Uh, yes. <laughs> Ileana, uh -oh. is, Ileana is, a lot of people don't realize this. Ileana is like a top, top musician <laughs> in the world, okay? So when you're asking her about someone else's music and someone that she doesn't want to offend, it's that's what you just got right then. It's, it's complicated, yes. like a Facebook status update. It's complicated, <laughs> how her feelings about Sky's music.
So did you study music with Sky? Yeah, she was no. a year before me. She was a, a, a singer. She was in yes. the singing program. I've actually seen her. Wayne puts her. Wayne Dyer puts her on the PBS specials, and yeah. she sings Amazing Grace and she's stuff like that. She's very sweet. You wouldn't think that because she's like really hot. But <laughs> she's hot, actually really hot. All of his kids are so hot. I know they're gorgeous. I'm, I'm going to make an amendment to my request. The hell with Wayne Dyer. Have Sky <laughs> come on our show, okay? Yeah. You know, maybe she could that. even co-host. <laughs> when we have no one showing up, when, when someone did you say blow me? <laughs> Come on, you're in the islands with Wayne Dyer. You can't say blow me. You, you, did, why don't you go to Doctor Wayne Dyer, the consciousness community leader, and say to him, "You know what I just said to Craig, my friend? I just told him to blow me when he mentioned." Can I tell you what he told me right before I went on stage because he asked me to open for him and suck my dick? What did he say? Oh what did he say? No, this is what he said to me. He what? whispers in my ear. He's like, Sarah, don't fuck up. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Awesome. You know, when you get to know these gurus, sure. you know, I know Tony Robbins, Michael Beckwith, uh, the guys who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. I know a lot of these cats. And then when you get to know them, you know, they're really, they're down with the real. You know what I mean? They're, they're not up in that, yeah. uh, that, that stratosphere that we all put them in. And I think that's the way they preferred most of them. Right. Yeah. They don't want to be up there. They want to, that's why he said that to you. He's saying to you, look, I'm one of you. I'm about to go out there. Adam Carroll is now walking in. All right. We're done with you, Sarah. <laughs> all right, kick me out. No, no, we're done. thanks for your support. You're welcome. Yo. <laughs> I'm always here for I'm you, always supporting you, Sarah, okay? Well, thank you for... Thank I you. you are. You're the best. Thank you for Have calling fun, us guys. here at I'll Toad Hop Network. Uh, you'll be listening. Do you want to say and, hi to Adam before you go? He's tell, here. Tell Wayne, Dyer, tell Wayne Dyer that I said hello, okay? And we want him on our show. And maybe well, he'll show yeah. up on time, uh, 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 unlike Adam Carolla. <laughs> well, I, my my assistant told me Hollywood and Highland, and I just went and parked at Hollywood and Highland. So you had to take a hoof. You had to hoof through. The park well, no, there. I had to make the choice. Do I go back out and like what? What do I do? But yeah, I, I parked at Hollywood. I he gave me the yeah Hollywood and Highland, and he I would give me the. I was assuming. I don't know what anyone else was assuming. I knew he was coming because you tweeted it. I was assuming <laughs> that you were mobbed by the Hollywood people. In Star Wars outfits, <laughs> like, they, like well, they had you pinned. Some it's Adam Carolla. Pew, pew, pew. That's what I was They don't make imagining. that noise. These are dignified Look, look I just said telling him, I've been a guest on your show. You're on my show. I'll make all the noise I want. All right. He's already taking control, folks. Pew, pew. I'm going to do the noises anyway. I'm going to do them all day long. Please, alienate more of, uh, more of your audience. Whatever's left of it, alienate them with your taser sound. So, I mean, what did happen? Did anybody recognize you? Because you're a big star. So in that Hollywood vibe, they're like looking for stars. So and they're what, posing what, next to people in bad costumes what what i did is i did that thing where i circled down toward the center of the earth i finally <laughs> found a by the way the thing that says compact who who are we kidding yeah if i can get in there without sparks shooting out of either side of the door i'm in so i got you're, in you're probably wedged next crawled to me. out of the sunroof you know <laughs> jumped on the back of the car and started running and i just started looking at the directions as i was doing it and then it said just before la brea and i was like well that's not hollywood and highland then i realized big difference yeah, yeah and then i had to deal with this like emotional disaster the notion of paying for parking 
Yeah. When you did not use whatever, you didn't go to the lens crafters up on the third floor. Right. I had to run up and buy something and then run but, back down just well, to justify. You, you should have talked to our producer ahead of time because what we do is we make sure that we go to lens crafters and get validation. something. And then we hand you our validation from going to lens crafters so and pretending I, I want new sunglasses. I ran back to my car, pulled out as fast as I could, and then drove down here. I was already cutting it close, but that's why. Yeah, that's why the tardiness. Yeah, you got it close at 12 15. You're, we're we're good. We're good. You're good. So you didn't get mobbed out there. I was thinking. Myself, I never made it out. I never made it oh, out in I front was, of those people. You didn't. Make I was it. Uh, subterranean. I worked across the street at uh, Kimmel's place for a million years, so I used to see those people a lot. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and they're like really ratty costumes, and and they and you have to pay them a buck to for your kid to pose next to SpongeBob with like yeah holes that weren't originally there. It, it's it's <laughs> the it's kind of the. A uh, superhero version of can I wash your windshield with my one arm using the sports page? It's more. It's more just sort of protection money. Like here's one dollar. Please go away. Please leave my. You know, there's certain there's certain things where you pay people to leave. Yeah. And the guy in the Frankenstein outfit that's wearing flip flops. That guy you pay to you know or just, wants to do your windshield like just now yeah. you know. That's fine. You pay for a restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be within 50 feet. I don't want you when And my family, especially. Because now nice. my kid's going, you know, oh, I want a picture with Elmo. And then you get closer, and they're not allowed to really dress like Elmo. You know that, right? Because right. they don't pay the licensing fee. Sure. So oh, it's I like. I think they're patrolling that, though, are they? No, they do. <laughs> they do because it's like a, you know, yeah. it's Elmo with patches, you know, oh. <laughs> it's just like, you know, different color eyes than Elmo would have. Yeah. Just so th just so they don't get nailed on licensing. I was thinking of something on the way it's in called here. Called a feel alike in music. <laughs> <laughs> they have sound alikes you have to pay for, and then they have feel alikes like this sort of. It's not the chariots of fire, but it kind of reminds right. you of the chariots of fire song, and your brain is yeah. just malleable enough to fill it mm -hmm. in. I or the Rocky theme when the guy's doing the training yeah. montage. Yeah. It's not really the Rocky. Yeah, theme. they do it with an oboe. Right, you know, but they'll, they'll, the, they'll, they'll, go, they'll go. They'll hit a note that's just a little off at the end. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. your brain yeah. will go. Oh, he's training. Yeah, yeah he's using yeah, a heavy bag. Exactly. <laughs> this comes from an independent filmmaker. I can tell because I've had the mm -hmm. same problem. We we tried to get in our film. I did a, a movie, uh, the Love Master movie. Sure. We tried to get. There was a scene with the grandmother watching Tony Orlando. Sure. And she's at Tony Orlando. I'd like to bang him, you know, or whatever right. it was. And to get his rights to four seconds of a tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, take a guess how much it was. I'll just say 50 grand because. On the nose. <laughs> on the he literally got like a mind reader. It was 50 grand. I'm going, come on, Tony. When's the last time you've made 50 grand on something? I'll give you five bucks and, you know, passes to a spa that I got a connection with. Right. I, that's what you want to do. So I'll let Don give me a reach around about that. <laughs> so, yeah, you're making these deals. with. And sure. They, he wouldn't have it, though. He would not. So we had to do a feel alike. Right. So, well, here's here's the problem that I found, you know, when you're trying to like clear music is you go. Oh, well, that song by the Swingin' Medallions, that's like an obscure 60s hit. Like, we'll use that, and then mm -hmm. they'll be happy that we're exactly. taking their, plucking their song out of obscurity and putting it in front of a new audience, and, Correct. and they, they'll, they'll buy it on iTunes. What, how many right. times has a double shot of my baby's love by the, <laughs> by the Swingin' Medallions been downloaded by anyone under seven? It's never happened. They'll be thanking us, and then right. at some point they get back to you. Neil Diamond wrote that song. 
Oh. And then you're like, oh. oh. And then it yeah. turns out Neil Diamond wrote every song. <laughs> so all these obscure 60s one-hit wonders or whatever, you think, oh, that'll be great. No, no, Neil Diamond yeah. wrote it. And then you go, oh. He did, he did right. write it. He, him or Paul Williams. Yeah, they wrote every they single wrote song. every single song in the 60s and 70s that we ever heard. Even themes from you know, Love Boat. Yeah, Paul Williams. You want the Love Boat. For people don't know who Paul Williams is, he's uh, basically... Jodie Foster when Jodie Foster was 13, <laughs> like when Jodie Foster had bangs and and glasses like that's what that's what he looks like. I'm not like. joining you in this. He's you one of my really it. close friends. No, but Paul. I can't join you. Paul in this Williams one. looks like Jodie Foster. I will give you a nod on it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're with you. I got mm-hmm. the visual. Did you see Phantom of the Paradise? He's he has a great movie out right now. He it's does. A documentary called uh, It's a uh, where where. Uh, Oh, uh, it's called Paul Williams Still Alive, and it is really great. Mm-hmm. You would love it because if you watched him growing up, he was in all those cannonball movies, and, mm-hmm. and it shows clips of him, you know, the before and now where he is today. And uh-huh. the, the director was planning on him being like, you know, in the streets and the gutter and everything else, but he loves his life today. He carries his own bags everywhere, but this is one of the most successful songwriters in history. Right. And it shows him actually drunk hosting the Merv Griffin show. It shows a clip of him actually drunk. He Which was, you don't see a lot. I, yeah. You know, Ed McMahon on The Tonight Show, that was a classic clip. I right. watched it last night with my kids. And we were howling, laughing. Sure. When he was drunk and Johnny caught him. Right. Have you ever done, it, have you ever done a show drunk? Well, I'm <laughs> high now, but I'm not drunk. <laughs> and by the way, first off, it's methadone just sort of, it's not heroin. It's just sort of a replacement. You know, it's more of a physical <laughs> therapy. So it's a medicine. I mean, look, I don't, I don't want to go okay. doctor drunk. I don't, feel, I don't feel like I need to defend myself that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and i was hoping yeah, not to make but, you defend yourself okay i want to know I'm if not, you've ever done a show I'm, drunk yeah i have Let's i've, stick with I've the caught alcohol. i've caught myself uh well speaking of booze i invented something called mangria oh and i'm on the air i, I, on the man I, no, I invented it at home okay. <laughs> <laughs> i was serious when i invented it but i invented something called mangria and if you go to adamcarolla.com you will See the Mangria bottle. It's wild. It's not and in your credits. I'm here. now <laughs> selling Mangria. I've sold 5,000 bottles of Mangria in like awesome. two weeks Seriously? on my podcast. It's the greatest stuff ever. But the problem is, is it gets you loaded fast because it's 21% alcohol. But you haven't tasted it, it this morning. It doesn't. Okay. I, I actually, I, I interviewed uh, Chris Elliott this morning and he was drinking it and I took a little hit off it. But what I'm saying is, is I have. I've had, so he's not I, only late, he was drunk driving here, parked I've, in a compact spot with a with a with an SUV. Well, first off, okay. I I argue vehemently about this buzz driving being drunk driving. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. How because, do the cops take to that? Well, my but point argument. is this: I haven't I haven't cut the PSA yet, but <laughs> you know who knows? The phone's probably ringing now. But I'm saying if if buzz driving is drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Then sober driving is buzz driving, and who needs that? <laughs> Do the math. If, if you get yeah. upgraded from buzz to drunk, then everyone who's sober gets sucked up into the vacuum created by buzz. Yeah. It's just science. That's all it is. So, I want to know. Was I? No, oh, so- I've been. Yeah, I've done that thing where. You know, I've had a couple of beers out on stage and, yeah. you know, somebody sends me a shot, you know, from the audience. Hey, 
Hey, no, I mean on television, show. though. And, you know, oh, oh, and the loaded. man show yeah. they did that. The, yeah. A man show, when we would do two shows, like if we would tape two shows a day. Right. Yeah, I've, we've certainly been up on stage drunk a few times. But uh, TV shows, yeah, like uh, we'd tape two man shows on a Friday, and at the end of the first show, we'd be chugging beers and stuff like that. And then we'd turn around and just do the monologue. And I'd walk out to do the monologue, like realizing like the beer was just kicking in as I was going out. <laughs> On stage. But, you know, when you know what it's like, you do The Tonight Show, you do Kimmel's show, they got a bar there. Like, if you're some actress, it's not for us. Right. It's not for comedians. It's to take the edge off of it's, people that aren't used some... to using their own words. They're used to reading a script. Right. If you're so, an, an... Here, take the edge off. You're going to tell some stories now. We'd like we prefer them to be slurred. Yes. <laughs> if you play a hot 22-year-old doctor right. on television and not you're not going to be able to string together a sentence, have a shot of Cuddy Sark, and let's uh, <laughs> loosen up here, sweetie. I have, I have different responses to alcohol and drugs, you know, that aren't, aren't – I don't think they're that usual. I remember uh, back in the day – with pot, mm-hmm. I was not a good pot smoker. I don't know about you, but I'd get paranoid. It would heighten my paranoia. It was, and I tried thousands of times. I always wanted to be that cool comic. Right. It was like stone. He'd just walk on stage. And I actually, so I was performing in Baltimore once, and I was emceeing. So I introduced the first guy. I did my show, and they're, I'm killing. It's going really well. I go out with Bill Maher, mm-hmm. who is one of those guys. He's one of those what? guys. He becomes smarter. Bill Maher, Bill Maher? Yeah, Bill Maher becomes smarter. <laughs> Smog, smokes pot. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I, I hate to out him, but we do that yeah, on our show. I, we outed John Travolta last week. But anyway. Smokes pot, too? Yeah, him, too, yeah. I, so, so anyway, I go, me, out, I'll tell you, Bill I, I go out with Maher Bill Maher, and we're in, the, we're in the harbor. And he goes, here you go. And I share the joint with him. And he goes, it's good stuff. And I go, well, it's not really doing anything. Right. <laughs> and, now, and now I have to go back on stage and do another 20 minutes sure. to the same audience that just saw me completely clean and, you know, and really on my game. And I freaked out. And yeah. they were going, what's wrong with you? I mean, the people were going, and thank God I had a bit in my act called Celebrity Smoking Pot. And I never did it so well. Oh, really? <laughs> I was, it was like Stanislavski <laughs> acting. I was so into Curly from the Three Stooges. <laughs> I was like really, That's really good. into it. And I became Curly Stoned. I just wasn't doing the performance. But it, 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 that was the only good part. Other than that, I, I was freaking out. But I Bill should Mark, have a fall back bit called <laughs> celebrities Drunk. not using their own voice and not being funny. <laughs> yeah, that would work. So if I ever got into trouble, yeah. I'd be well, like, you're... this is Clint Eastwood not sounding like Clint Eastwood and not being funny. <laughs> See? See? Look at that. That's, That's my fallback when mission, I'm on the Mangria. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah. I had to Bill Maher. I was doing some benefit with him and like Ariana Huffington and some other people like that. And uh, I started to n- notice that everyone was just doing like a tight five-minute act, you know. In front of him? In front of a crowd that oh. had paid to, you know, save save runaway coyotes or something, <laughs> whatever they're into. They're, 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 they're animal people, so you're not talking people, about, people. So you're talking about on stage. I thought yeah. you meant when they're meeting Bill Maher, they're no. doing a tight five so he'll put them no, on the show. No, they're doing a tight. They do that this with him is pre-that, but okay. they're doing a tight five to the audience. Like, uh-huh. you, ever, you ever get yourself in that situation where it's like you go, well, you're a comedian, but I'm not, you know. So that's that thing where they you go, 
well, we're going to show up. They just come up on stage, say a few words. Yeah. You know, it's for charity. And you go, yeah, yeah, all right. And you don't really think much of it. And then the date comes around. And next thing you know, you're going. And, and I've had it happen where the pe- person yeah. goes, well, you know, just, you know, 40 minutes, 45 <laughs> minutes. Just we'll put you on at the end. And you're like, I don't really I, I don't really have an act. And I not only that, say a few words, you know, a lot of the benefits are something that are not funny. Not at all. I just did yeah. one in Denver. First right. of all, I'm in Denver, and they just had the shooting. Yeah. So th- there's already a pall going on, you know, over the crowd. And then they go, and then they do a montage of the kids with no arms. Yeah, adolescent scalp cancer is, <laughs> is not something that's Let's, easy to Sarah make Ma- Sarah McLaughlin. Right, she's playing. You know, is, is singing in the background with, with the montage. And now here's comedy with Craig Shoemaker, who ends his show by doing a machine gun bit. Right. So, yeah, like the Grease Man. Yeah, that's all it, the greats. Classic, classic. So, uh, so you have to. So you meet Bill Maher in this situation. Well, what with, is uh, happening is everyone's going up and doing a tight five minutes, and the audience is going. It's at the Improv in Hollywood. I'm like, well, this is a stand-up thing, and I don't have much to say. I'm going to improv some stuff. So Bill decides. Well, look, why don't we just do Love Line? Like you be. Adam and I'll be Dr. <laughs> True and we'll get up there and we'll just take questions, you Nicely know, and it's like, like you be you. yeah, it's nice. And I was like, eh, all right. Uh, but I don't know how that's going to go over because people are doing tight acts, you know, when they're all of a sudden we're going to do, you know, audience work. And so I said, I said, it's like five minutes before we're supposed to go out up there. I said, Bill, don't you think we should talk about like how we're going to work this and how we want to make this work? And he goes, you're right. We should talk. And I said, yeah, why don't we step outside the club for a second here and just oh, talk about this? And he said, yeah, you're right. Let's do it. <laughs> There's going to be some burning we, man going we, on. We go outside the yeah. club. We st- <laughs> I stop out front. He's like, no, no, come down the sidewalk a little bit. I go, yeah, okay. So anyway, <laughs> how long do you want to do? Who, who's going to ask for the questions? He, he blows a joint. There's your answer. Puts it out. And he goes, come on, let's go back. And I said, okay, so now we've settled nothing, but you're high. What so about this you? is not... No, I didn't get high. Oh, you didn't get high. I had to go do Loveline like an hour later, okay. and I, now I'm just going out there with a high Dr. Drew, who's <laughs> not Dr. Drew, and I've settled nothing. We've that's settled insane. nothing. In front of people Dr. in Drew suits and things? Right, yeah. Oh, that's classic. So yeah. how did it go over? I'm thinking bomb. It was It was <laughs> like out of a, like 80s sitcom where the where it started off with the crickets, you know, and then the audience started to get, they, we won them over. And by the end, it was like oh, you know, a lot of, lot of applause. Yeah. I love the good endings to the stories, but uh, we're going to take a break. We have some bad endings to different stories. That's what we're going to get to. Oh. Some bad endings. Like we're going to talk about our parents. What a downer. No, no, <laughs> no, but you, but we use it. Okay. We both come from parents that aren't necessarily supportive. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you say that was the case? My father's yeah. quote to me, which we're going to get to later. We're going to talk about you know different things that happened in our childhood mm. that are the the biggest memories that led to change in your life. One of mine was my father said, "It still stays with me. You're useless as tits on a bull." Right, stays with me. Yeah, your father's was. Uh, well, my mom. <laughs> Gave me the, can anyone give me one good reason why I should get cable when I had two shows on cable? <laughs> and, and a table filled with family members who could not offer one good reason why she should get cable when I was doing the man show and love line simultaneously. She wanted one good reason. Uh, one. Well, there you go. We're going to get back to uh, more of our great childhood memories that led to us doing what we're doing. AdamCarolla.com, by the way, if you want to go there. 
get more information. Yeah, let him set another record for Guinness World Book of Records. Uh, Mangria, baby. And, yeah, he wants to set it. Yeah, you can go get it's yourself some Mangria. That's you right. Can also, go download his podcast, get his book. It's called Not Taco Bell Material. It's doing really well on Amazon. Only $16. But I'm sure maybe, maybe you can... Uh, Offer a discount from being on our show? They've used ones for like seven dollars. All right, there you go. It's so, disgusting. Yeah, go buy I mean, the. So they have go, SARS. What's the big deal? Wipe <laughs> them down. Disgusting. Yeah. So the pages are stuck together. Anyway, uh, we're coming right back with more of Adam Carolla and Laugh It Off with Craig Shoemaker after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network Radio, worth watching. A great website if you are in the market for gift giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout and save 20%. Does your car smell like you need scent bomb? Does your house smell like get some scent bomb? Does the bathroom smell like get some scent bomb? Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's get some scent bomb. Hey parents, if your child's birthday is right around the corner, then listen up. BirthdayExpress.com has you covered with everything you need to make the next birthday the best one ever. From favors and treats to balloons, games, and decorations. Even better, go to BirthdayExpress.com today, use promo code PARTY, and get 15% off everything. Birthday Express also has an enormous selection of themes, including brands like Angry Birds, The Avengers, and Dr. Seuss. Just go to BirthdayExpress.com today and use code PARTY for 15% off. That's BirthdayExpress.com. Promo code PARTY. Whether it's a serious fall, fire danger, or other type of home emergency, Life Alert is there for you. The company with its slogan, Help, I've Fallen and I Can't Get Up, protects its members. Here are some of them. When you have a heart attack like I did and there's no one there, Life Alert was there for me. Having a secure feeling through Life Alert is ideal. My independence is possible because of it. Now, Life Alert can also protect you in a fire emergency with a system that automatically notifies our monitoring center. Thanks to Life Alert, you can live alone without ever being alone. With Life Alert protection, elderly people can avoid or delay going into a nursing facility. For a free brochure about Life Alert service, call now 1-888-443-5588. That's 1-888-443-5588. Call Life Alert now for your free brochure at 1-888-443-5588. Here's reality, guys. If you're over 30, your testosterone levels may have already begun to decline. It's a medical fact that testosterone levels decrease with age. Here's the good news. ProGene, the only all-natural dual-action testosterone supplement, is giving away a free month supply to every guy that calls today at 800-643-8577. Kick your drive back into high gear and be the man you want to be again. Try it for a month for free. There's nothing to lose. Feel younger again and be the man you want to be. Call 800-643-8577 for details. That's 800-643-8577.
Network. Radio worth watching. Got that segue down. Yeah. You see that the music was actually chosen specifically for our guest, Adam Carolla. Did you know that? That was a little Swing little medallions. A little gift. Yeah. That and we get your parking. Somebody, we'll get your, we'll get your parking. Oh, Neil Diamond, nine thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we kind of fly by the seat of our pants here with those sort of things. Oh, that wasn't one of his favorite songs. We, I thought you we had a oh, whole no, lineup I, of favorite well, songs. I, I have that too, but I threw that in. Graham there. Parker, you got any Graham I Parker? An audible. Yeah, where is it? Oh, Graham Parker, you got any John Hyatt for the mm. guy? Adam, ah, stupefaction. Maybe the live version of it. That's Good for you. Years. I love you. Graham Parker. He's coming on my podcast. We're talking about childhood memories, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of that, I was thinking of my own, uh, you know, in the show prep. Do you do show prep on your podcast? Do you do anything? Who's that? Show prep. Do I don't you prep know. prep for your show? <laughs> <laughs> Is he a Chinese dude? Or is that like a Vietnamese you come in there. I show prep. You never heard of me? <laughs> no, I don't know. Show I prep. come to every day. I give you a show prep. And you don't He's a good it. guy. You talk and talk and talk and you don't know show prep. We can hire him. Where is he? <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> I give you show prep. You ignore. You ignore. You just talk, 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 talk. I look at showing up as show prep. <laughs> And thinking, Number one podcast, he doesn't know any show prep. Look at me with the papers I, over no, here. No, I think about things. Inundated. You know. I, I, when I'm walking around, like during the day, yeah. I carry like a buck slip around. A buck slip is cool. It's okay. like, I, I, I never knew what they were, but when I did the man show, they got us these buck slips. And they're like, they're not quite cardboard and they're not quite paper. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a little back to them, you know? Yeah. It's like if paper got a boner. <laughs> That's, that'd be the consistency so of a pulling, buck slip. Awesome. So you pull the boner, uh, the boner paper out with a pen and you write down ideas. And, and they're like three. Or three and a half inches wide, and they're like eight or nine inches tall. And you just carry around this little buck slip in your pocket and your pen. And whenever you run into something, you just make a little note. That's that's what I do. I know I can talk into my iPhone or something, but I can never figure that out. I like the tactile sort of nature of it. Yeah. And that's my show prep. And when I walk my dog or I go take my kids out or I do whatever, it's always the buck slip comes with me and i'm always throw a few in my car i love these little little notes the same way i'm I'm old school that but it goes from the buck slip it does end up on some sort of pad though doesn't it no you kate you so you put the buck slips in front of you during your show i'm just trying to get to the inside i'm trying to (laughs) figure out how i can get to the guinness world book record holder podcast i did love line for 10 years and we you know we never had a discuss i mean i would show up I would show up for Loveline, and, and I'm not exaggerating, and you can ask anyone who's there. That that show started at 10 p.m. straight up every night. 9.59? Yeah, like 9.59 and f- 51 seconds we've or seen, something like that. We've already witnessed it. You got here at 12.15 well, on a noon I hard call. Late. But uh, <laughs> I would show up at 9.58, 9.57, 9.59. Right. I would show up when the music was playing for the show to start. Every time, and I would just sit down, and we would just start. They got used to it, though. They, yeah. they, they knew. He's buck so slipping. We, that's how – I wouldn't even bring buck, buck slips in on that one. So it was like 10 years of that. I just never – I got used to not preparing. Well, you know what I was thinking is uh, we were uh, discussing earlier our topic, mm-hmm. if you will, is uh, memories from childhood that uh, led to something in your life that they stay with you, and it led to something. And we're talking about music. Have you ever been to a concert? I went to Springsteen when I was a kid, and it literally – changed my whole uh, career because I said to myself, 
I want to do that on stage. I want to bring it from the heels, tell the truth. I, I can still remember the stories he tells in between mm-hmm. about him going to Graceland and sneaking in. I remember that clearly from 1984. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one of those changes you know, that took place. I said, that's what I want to do on stage, give everything I got, have people walking out exhausted saying, I just saw a performance of a lifetime. Do you have anything like that where you went to a concert or saw a film or anything that was transformational for you? Well, in 83, when I saw Styx do Mr. Roboto, I... You know what sucks about him? You can't tell if he's sarcastic. <laughs> I have no idea. You can't tell, you know... All right. No. I bet you the people that hang with him all the time can read him. Like, they go, oh, he's on a sarcastic rant. He's going to go on Mr. Roboto rant right now and just let him do it. No, I okay, didn't... Just, just feed him. Okay, Mr. Roboto. No, I didn't... See, the thing... No, I is never, the answer. I never You're had bullshitting. anybody change my life. I didn't have... I never went to a concert or a comedy show like, you know, like people like a, when I saw George Carlin yeah. in Vegas when I was you don't 14, have one of those. I was like, a Vegas, George Carlin. What? That would have required a drive and a ticket and some money <laughs> and a dad. And like, I never did <laughs> anything. All the stuff, all the stuff I did. It's it's so shitty. But I mean, it's like it's one of these things where I go, I think about the handful of things I did, you know, as a younger person. And yeah. I go like. Uh, well, I went dirt bike riding a couple of times. That was with Chris Bohm and his dad. And mm-hmm. then I, I went water skiing. That was with Jeff Buck and his these are, dad. These are the and memories. I went snow that are, skiing. That yeah. was with Nate Wittenberg and his dad. Like uh-huh. all the stuff I did, I would just sort of like a pilot fish, just sort of attach myself to someone who was going skiing or who and did have active a dad. fishing pole or bowling ball or something. And a dad that cared even, and money. Oh, even right? stuff like I remember like when you see these old commercials like, oh, electronic battleship. You're like, ah. Oh, yeah, Chris, my buddy Chris had that. Yeah, like I, I could think of all the toys and all the stuff, and I'd think about the other kids who, you know. We were that way that with stuff. swimming pools. If, oh, if, yeah, someone, if yeah. someone had a swimming pool back right. in Philadelphia, first of all, not many people did, and none were heated. Right. So it was either skinny dip at night, mm-hmm. pool hopping, they called it, and right. you always prayed that there was another pool hopper that was female. Right. Was just like, maybe tonight's the night. Right. That Betsy Kirshner will be here with those beautiful breasts. <laughs> yeah. That's what you thought to yourself, but it was always like a whole bunch of idiot loners with boners. We, right. we show up. So then we pool hop, or you show up at someone's house giving them a hint, you mm-hmm. know, with like some pool gear, you know, some mm-hmm. little mask, fins. Yeah. You feel know, like doing something? Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, it's weird because my kids, they don't need it anymore, but they had like the floaty vest and, you know, the whiplash floaty neck restraint stuff like and all this floaty stuff and then i realized when i was a kid my grandparents had a pool that was sort of pond size like you could stand up in the deep end but it was good enough for us and we had this floaty thing that was a belt that went around your belly and it had a styrofoam sort of egg-shaped thing that just sort of went around your back and when i was doing the math you like you're carrying a bomb yeah, it looked like you're trying to, like you had a goiter like, or bomb. Like you're a dolphin and you're they're saying, here, go hit that submarine. Right. That's, that's what it looks like. Yeah. I know the one you're talking day about. The dolphin business. But the, I know the movie. <laughs> exactly. Neil Diamond wrote it. We owned $7,000 for referencing it. But I was thinking about that thing and it's like, it didn't hold your head above the no. water. It just, it was, it was so the coroner could get a gaff on you <laughs> and get you out of the pool when mama you know, fell asleep drinking the cutty shark. Like the coroner gets a gaff. Well, it, it, it kept you on the surface, but didn't keep your head 
It didn't keep I, your nostrils and throat above the ground. It just kept, it was floaty on your back, but you'd still be face down. I'm sure dozens of kids were found floating at the top of the pool with this thing. Yeah, my kids had like a vest and things that would like yeah. keep them upright. Oh, yeah, they, all the gear that they have now. Water the other wings. thing we had was uh, water wings. The other thing we had was the nose clips, mm-hmm. you know, so you didn't get water in your nose. Yeah. I'd rather have a flood go into my nose than wear those things and be seen. Yeah. But yeah. now, I mean, that was a lot of things. Was When I was growing up, it was image. You know, You're really actually... worried about anything carry. You wouldn't carry anything. And now people are carrying, you know, stuff on their belts. It's like a utility belt. Yeah. It's but, interesting. But back then, you wouldn't do that, and you wouldn't wear the nose things. The nose thing is interesting because the guys had the nose thing, and if they went swimming, they'd put the nose thing on. Yeah. And I realized I've not seen one of those nose things in, in 20 years. Same but here. All yeah. I see is the Breathe Right strips, which are the exact opposite of the nose thing. <laughs> We've come full circle on the nostril, man. We went from no nostrils to I need, uh, you know, t- a nostril and a half. Like, <laughs> I need Dion Warwick's nostril. Like, imagine going, the thing I'm, to close those nostrils. I'm going Patrick Ewing. Yeah, there's a lot of nostril oh, yeah, on him, too. Whole family in there. We should force him to mate. Just a giant <laughs> just, just, just nostril. Giant like that ESPN commercial with a. How many people are talking about oh, that on their ear. podcast? Yeah. Patrick Ewing and Dion Warwick I mating. Just went, it's just so weird they can, that we went from. Crushing the nostril shut to artificially inflating the yeah. nostril. Well, on our show, we went from uh, moments in, from your childhood that changed you. That's where we went. Uh-huh, so, yeah. So, uh, did you have any moments uh, with your uh, with your your dad? You have issues with your dad. Is that correct? Can I? Can I? <laughs> well, we do this. I, we do this on our show, by the way. You know, I'm a doctor. Yeah, I, so I, I want to work with you. with everybody in my family. I, I, <laughs> really? Well, yeah. Why wouldn't I? But how do the issues carry over? How do they manifest themselves in your life? I mean, do they inspire you to be different? Well, yeah. Do you yeah, pass yeah. any of that stuff on to your kids? That's you, the big one. You try not to. You try not to. Right. That um, wasn't very noncommittal. And that was well, very much like, yeah, I just did this morning. <laughs> to say that you. No, I, I was asleep when they left for school, but I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I would have set my alarm you to pass imparted on some baggage to the-, to the kids before they left for school. No, I always want to impart wisdom to them, you know, yeah. but they're not listening. No. You know, that's the thing is when I was going back, you know, over the topic earlier, I was just trying to choose those moments yeah. where you had the speech. Oh, with that show prep, dude? Yeah. <laughs> that guy? I told you do that. You, you, you never have a moment with your mother? Mm-hmm. Your mother, when she tell you something that make it important and you change your life? No. Show, show I, tried I need to, another water. Let's I tried, go. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to find it. Yeah. I tried to find it, but I couldn't find those speeches. Every one of my moments was some sort of failure or shame. And, I, and that's what pr- propelled me, I think, to be a comic. Does I, that work for you? No. No, it doesn't work for you. Well, no. What, what, <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't make that much of it. I was like, I, when I was nine or ten, mm-hmm. I looked at my family and went, these fucking guys are idiots. <laughs> I mean, they're fucking idiots. Nine or ten? Nine or ten. Oh. I realized my, my mom was on welfare and hammering food stamps and Divorced overweight. parents? Yeah, of course. Uh, they didn't even, they're so fucking pathetic, they didn't even get divorced. They literally just, my dad just moved out, like never came back. Like he didn't, they didn't have assets to divide, Mm -hmm. didn't own anything together. Just asses. Just asses (laughs) to divide. My dad was so poor, he slept at my grandparents, my my mother's parents' house, meaning Uh the, the mother and father of the woman who'd just been left. 
he crashed at their He's at house. Their place. Yeah. Wow. How's, she, have, how's your mom feeling about that? <laughs> you know, everything was a fucking, everything was just a mess. Right, you know? right. So no one had any money and no one did anything. And I, I my feeling on them, it's funny because I talk about people whose parents got divorced. I'm like, yeah, hey, kid's pretty shaken up over the divorce. I'm like, who cares? You know, and they're like, what? I'm like, who cares? Your parents get divorced. And I realized that's, that's from the prism that I see it through, mm-hmm. which was, I was like 10 and like these two are losers and they're idiots and they're depressed and they don't have any money. And so what if he lives in a crappy apartment over here and she lives in a crappy apartment over there? Like what the fuck's the difference? Yeah. So, you learn how to survive. Yeah. And that's right. These was. are survival skills, but didn't that lead to something for you, those survival skills? And do you impart I, those onto your kids? I became, I realized that I was sort of like a feral cat. Like, if I wanted to go eat, I'd go to my buddy Ray's house and eat. And if I'd go to my buddy Chris's house and eat, because her mom was cooking dinner, you yeah, know, and I'd just yeah. go sleep over. And it was like a tacit agreement with my parents. It's, yeah, go eat over at Chris's house and go sleep over there, too. Fine. More more futon for me. And yeah. uh, that's what I would do. Yeah. So, like, at a certain point, I just realized, okay, they're worthless. And I don't, I don't say they're bad. They're just worthless. I can, they're not going to – they have no money. Worthless as they, parents. Can we qualify? No, worthless, worthless as people. As people. Okay, people. I'm trying they're, to be kind. Just no, in case. they don't – Like they're listening to me. They don't They probably possess, listen to my show ahead of yours anyway. Well, they, didn't, they don't listen to my show. <laughs> no, I said they'll listen to mine no, ahead no, of yours. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they'll check well, me out. Well, not if I'm on your show. They're not going <laughs> to listen. Right, right, Once they find out This that is going to be the one week they're not listening. See Thomas Howell, they're all over. They were calling me last week. Yeah. Oh, that was, that oh, was Mrs. Corolla again. That was one of my mom's uh, greatest moments where she said, uh, "She, she, my, and again, they're not bad people. They're, mm-hmm. they're not good people. They're just not people. They just sort of <laughs> go about their life and they just do their thing. And they're not really parents. But again, they're not alcoholics. Are they grandparents? Are they good grandparents at least? They're all right. You know, Sometimes gonna, it skips the generation. Well, they're fine as long as they don't have to do. My, my parents are good people and they're fine. As long as you don't need a fucking thing from them. Right. They're not going to help you move. They're not going to lend you money. They're not going to yeah. lift a finger. They're not going to do anything. But as long as you have that kind of relationship, like the kind of relationship that you would have with just a coworker mm-hmm. or a friend who would like, yeah, you go out to dinner and you split the bill mm-hmm. or you pay. But they're not paying for it. <laughs> There's no way. And they're yeah. not picking you up. They'll meet you at the restaurant and that kind of thing. And you can talk about anything you want with them, but don't expect them I had a I had a situation I hadn't seen my father in years. I take my one son back and we and we eat with one of his harem, you know, he has a harem of women. Mm-hmm. And we eat with one of Cat the harem skills, right? Uh, in Pocono Mountains. Pocono. And we go out to one of the local Pocono fine establishments. Right. <laughs> just saying something. And the bill comes and I was stubborn this time. I said, There's no way I'm gonna pay for this. Right. So uh, because he thinks I'm Mr. Hollywood, you know. Sure. So he's, I said, let's split it. I, you would have thought I took a bayonet yes. and stabbed him. Yeah, and he and he brings the waitress over. Here's my son in from California, wants me to split the bill. Can you believe this? I'm going. I then I wanted to like explain to her that I turned Your into dad a little is kid. Randy Macho Man Savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I do him to a T. I've actually awesome, I've man. Fooled, I've fooled what the women before. What are you complaining before. about? That's the coolest dad in the world. It's not All the coolest dad in the world. Slim Jims you can eat. It gives me nothing. I get none of the Slim Jim. Uh, I get nothing. I, I get a free mule ride every that. five years. That's Fucking what I get macho from my father. Man is an icon, man. I love that dude. You know, but don't you end up in these defensive positions with your parents? You know, see, you are at the point. I don't know whether to do therapy with you because you you are beyond. I think you've taken it to a whole other stratosphere. Well, you really come from planet. I don't give a shit. Well, I don't. I, you really I, do. You don't want to go deeper. 
No, I, I talked to your wife I, about this. She wants you to go deeper. I realize okay. my parents, she wants you to go deeper. I know that could come up. Why don't you talk to Doctor Shu right now? I don't have I, my parents were worthless. I realized it early on. I know you've said and that I just before, moved Adam. on I with think, my life. I think you can go deeper. All right, and, and, and there was nothing there. I don't expect anything from them. Complete I don't think the about sentence. them. Complete the sentence, mm -hmm. Adam. Mm -hmm. What I got from my mother, I did not want. Oh. Complete uh, that sentence. <laughs> herpes? Is that right? You know what? You I believe answer? I believe you are the classic case uh -huh. of a comic mm -hmm. using this as a shield. I think mm -hmm. you can go deeper. I can. Your wife I, wants not, your wife wants me to do an I'm intervention. Not even a, I'm That's not, what you're here for. I'm not even a comic. I'm just a guy yeah, who, who basically went look, uh, I have a shitty job, which is, you know, working in the San Fernando Valley swinging a hammer, like installing right. closets with born again gangbangers or doing like earthquake. That's what you're doing rehab. back in 88. Right? Yeah. 1988. That's All what you're the doing. Way, man, 93. Okay. I was doing it. Um, then the big turnaround happens, gets a, discovered in radio. I had, a and, shit, but, yeah. I had a shit life and a shit job. And, right. and, and, and that's where I came from. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, right. I come from, you know, work sucks, then you die. You know, and that was about mm -hmm. it. And I saw my parents with their shitty cars and their no credit cards and their no vacations and their. You know, like I said, my dad was 40. They, they didn't get divorced. He just moved out. Mm -hmm. They didn't get divorced for 10 years. There was no assets, and he's crashing on the fucking sofa right. at, his, at, his, at his mother in law's but house. But now you I mean, have a decision to make. Like, say, am this. I going to follow that path? Yeah, so I was like, this is fucking miserable. Right. And I said, uh, your life is going to suck. I hated, the, you know, the construction worker guys. First off, 90% Mexican. Like, they don't speak English. So there's nothing to fucking talk about. You're like, hey, did you see Letterman last night? Like, hey, <laughs> like, no fucking want a horchata? Like, huh? You don't even know these guys. They don't even speak English. And then the white dudes are fucking doofuses. So, right. like, it, it's, there's yeah. nothing to talk about. And I just said, I, I want to get out of this. And I just literally went, what else do you do? And for me, it was comedy. And I thought, well... If you do, you want to own a house? Do you want to own a car and not drive a pickup and this truck? Was, this was your vehicle to get there. But yeah. the, the, the part that that, I'm, that we're different is I acknowledge that there's that pain. You don't want to acknowledge that pain, and that's where the comedy. No, comes I acknowledge. I no, I don't think the, I, I. You don't really, even like the word pain or fear. Am I right about that? Don't like either word. I I don't I don't feel like I've, I I I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I love cars, and I'm a weirdo gearhead. Yeah, you are. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm a weirdo builder person. And build I, his own I, studio, by the way, amazing uh, studio. Build all, his own studio. All from I do scratch. is build and a show about this and do car stuff, yeah. and that's all. And it's in my blood. Okay. And my dad does nothing. Doesn't own a okay. tool. Has nothing right. in in his blood about it all. Now, why do I have it? I don't know. But the the comedy gene mm -hmm. is not much different than the musical ear. You know, it's like look, every single drummer. Their story is what? They turn five. They start banging on pots and pans. They couldn't stop them. <laughs> so at some point, they got him a drum kit, moved him out to the garage, and that's all he did for the, you know, and now he's in Motley Crue. And he's got a huge cock. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> a different band. The Which comes is, first, the banging the pots or the huge cock? The, the point okay. I, that's what I want to know. It's the, it's, the, it's the second base. It's the way you work the second base. The point is, 
That was just in Tommy Lee. That's but, but in what him. is but what is the point below the point? That's what I'm trying did, to get at did, with you. Is did I'm wondering tragedy it, bring out the drummer and Tommy Lee? No, I'm at I'm and talking to you. He's tragedy, a deflector. He's no, a, not, deflector. a deflector. I wish you were my client right does, now. I would tell why you. Why does deflecting. tragedy have to bring out the comedy? Why and does Adam it? Carolla? Why does it? It didn't bring out the drummer and Tommy Lee. You not, stop with the Tommy Lee already. It's a drummer, <laughs> and he's not here right now. He's next week. Right. I'll have him next week along with sticks. Mr. Rapato. Please. <laughs> and Paul Williams while yes. we're at it. Uh, so, no, I'm trying to say that I think that there's something. And your wife is the one who, I think she said it when I was on her podcast. Yes, it's her job. It's her job. <laughs> no, her job. I understand. Is, she thinks, is, look, What happens thinks when, you, when someone asks you to just take another layer and peel it away? You have all the answers. You're the smartest guy in the room every single time. And you have all of these, you know, responses I don't, that I'm, are really I, clever. But what's at the bottom of it? I you don't want to go there. No, no, no. Honestly, yeah. I've, I've I've been through therapy, you know, fifteen years of therapy. Really? Yes. There's there's not that much inside of me. Yeah, I, there, I think that's that you're full really. There There's really no, isn't. I, 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 I really, did you do this with the therapist? You go, you know, Tommy Lee is <laughs> he's trying to get to the bottom of it. He's trying to talk about your father and you're going, you ever been a drummer? <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I, I, I have, uh, I was and, and still have like residual anger toward my family. There we go. My parents. But it, I also have that toward certain parts of the Middle East. But that's okay. But I don't, I don't pursue it. You know what I mean? It's just my whole thing is, is my family was never my family. They were just a collection of losers okay. who congregated together in 1971 in the Valley and then right. did their own thing. My dad's not my dad. But, He's just a nice don't, guy but, but who let's, lives let's stay in with, Let's stay with the anger, though. That's not the way you want to live, though, right? You don't want to no. live from an angry spot. No, so now not. that's where we are. That's what I'm right. talking about. So then you have to get into there on what, what causes the resentments, right? What causes the anger, right. which, which I'm sure is taken out on different people. It's led to the number one podcast, but that's okay. <laughs> but, I mean, what it, you don't want to live like that. Is that correct? I don't you don't want to live I, angry. You don't, don't want to carry that around with you. You call it residual. It's residual that you're yeah, carrying around with it, you. It's, 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 it's hard to change your DNA. I mean, it's hard to change yes, your is. cell fibers. But – uh, I don't take it out on other people, and I don't live that way. I, I'm in my own private coffin, and I I'm don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't shower it on the ones I love. Oh, you're in denial. Yeah. No, I, I, I've never, you know, I so, told okay, my mom. I was, okay, I was talking about your kids. Your kids. Right. Now you say they're not hearing it. I, but what I, are they hearing that is in contrast to the way you were raised? How are you raising them? What are you I doing am, to impart wisdom to them, or love, or nurturance? What are you doing that you can change that dynamic? Well, first off. I've instructed the nanny on more than one occasion. <laughs> um, I I tell him if it doesn't make you money and it doesn't make you happy, don't do it. And then somebody you know tells her in Spanish, and then she's able to, <laughs> she, but she understands the gist of what I'm saying. Um, I first off, I'm physical with them. I wrestle with them. Right. I dance with them. You right. know, you know, because That's I fun. had a very sort of joy my parents were joyless and you have twins and you want to bring them joy yeah. that's and, the first and, thing and you want I to do i want them to know the first thing i want them to know is that mommy and daddy are happy that they're here mm -hmm. because my parents were bummed out that they had kids how and many kids they had how many two. brothers and sisters uh, yeah just me and my sister okay and it was 
you know, too, too many for them. Right. And in my mind, when I was growing up, it was like, oh, we got to cook. Oh, you want what? You want to be driven? Where? I think that like, generation has a lot of narcissists. That's yes. what a lot of parents yes. I hear. They're very narcissistic we're from that generation. Yeah, we're doing. And now own, we're we, making up for we it. We want to do our own thing. Yeah. And you're bothering us. And what do you want again? And yeah. I want to buy a T-shirt from school for the name of the school. How much is that? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. You want a windbreaker from the East Valley Trojans? How much? Well, the good news like, is it, was, it made you go was, work. Yeah, everything it was put upon. Everything was a pain in the ass. Got a little work I want my kids to know that I'm happy they're here. Right. And a dance, you know, one. when you're six, a dance party. Now, do you want them to know that daddy's happy? That. I'd like them. I, I, I do not want to bum them out and be bummed out <laughs> in front of them. Can you just take us to uh, 20 years from now? Uh-huh. The twins have their number one podcast. Uh-huh. They're talking about you. Sure. They're the one, now, Guinness, they've broken your records. Yes. What are they talking about? Are they saying... Are they saying dad had some issues and he put I mean, no, what no, are they no, going to say no, on their they'll podcast? They'll say daddy, daddy was tuned out, but they won't say daddy laid his shit upon us. But tuning out is laying the shit on. Them. It's not. It's that's it's, part it's, of the tuning, the tuning out. You're just being a kid. You're going, I don't want you to tune out. I no. know when I go on the Internet, but everyone, and I do it often. Everyone who's had a cigarette put out on them would rather that person <laughs> tune them out. <laughs> I would say. Now we're on a sliding scale. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So we're, we're, we're the, the cigarette butts on the, the flesh. Tommy Lee's okay. dad put out cigarette. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the I like to bring it around. <laughs> oh, man. I could talk to you all day. And uh, I, 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 when you invite me, I'll come back on your show. We'll I'll come back again. on this show. Will you really? Mm-hmm. You owe me 15 minutes. We will do it. That's baby. perfect. You're great, Adam. Adam Kroll. I really do. I, I really do. I love psychology. I, I love this exchange. Yeah, and it's I'd fun. Love I want. I want to do it. it some more. And it's it's fun, but it's also hopefully uh, you know you get a little somewhere. I'm going to call your wife after this and tell her Please. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Kroll. Go to adamkarola.com. Seriously, one of the funniest guys out there. Even though he says he's not a stand up, I'm a stand up, and I can tell you this guy is the smartest cat in the room. I mean, it's like it's like playing a tennis when we hang out together on his shows. So lucky to have him on, on ours. You can see him at October 11th at Cleveland State Theater with Dennis Prager. I, that's a show I'd like to see. Uh, Chicago Rialto Theater on October 12th. October 13th. Man, he's all over the place. Hope you have a private jet. Philadelphia, my hometown. Go see him at the Miriam Theater with Dennis Prager again. And live podcast. He does a lot of those at the Irvine Improv on October 17th. You can go check all that out at adamcroll.com on his tour dates. Go get his book. Really great book. I stole one last time. <laughs> I have to admit to you. That's all right. I, I, I lifted one when I was at, at your show. It's called Not Taco Bell Material. The guy got fired from Taco Bell and made a great life for himself. And uh, great dad, great husband, and uh, a great comment. So glad you came here. I appreciate My pleasure. it. pleasure. Adam Carolla, and uh, we're coming right back with uh, a lot more. No guests, but we got a lot of fun stuff to go over. And uh, see you then. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Stamps.com is a quick and easy way to get postage. Never go to the post office again. Go to Stamps.com, but before you do anything else, you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in HF to get a very, very special offer for our listeners. That's Stamps.com. Hello? Hi, is this Steve Bostick, president of Right Size Smoothies? Yes, are you calling about the free two-week trial? Well, so I already got the free trial. In fact, I've lost a ton of weight with your smoothies. Wow, that's great news. But now I have a problem I never thought I'd have. I can't stop losing weight. But I don't want to stop drinking your smoothies. I love them. Well, here's one thing you can do. Only drink one smoothie a day. That way you won't cut as many calories. And if you ever need to lose weight again, you can always drink more smoothies. 
with delicious right-sized smoothies, you'll love losing weight. So to get you started, we're offering anyone who calls today a free two-week trial of our powerful weight loss smoothies. You can even get free shipping. Call 1-800-644-1751. Try Right Size Smoothies free for two full weeks. And we'll also send you our best-selling blender bottle absolutely free. Call 1-800-644-1751. Ask how you can even get free shipping. That's 1-800-644-1751. 1-800-644-1751. If you're like me, you probably had to do something hard today. I mean, personally, I hate washing out socks. That's why we made Geico.com so exceedingly easy. Easy to see how much you could save on car insurance. Easy to review and update your policy. Change of address. Just a few clicks and you're done. Visit Geico.com today because life is hard enough. I mean, I don't even wear socks. Are you an inventor? Or do you know an inventor who would like to attempt to have an idea or invention patented and submitted to industry? For free information on how to get started, call InventHelp toll-free at 1-800-762-7000. InventHelp is America's largest invention company. Their referrals have helped inventors secure more than 7,000 patents, and they can provide free inventors information for you. Find out how to record your invention's date of origination and get an informative brochure and other material of interest to new inventors. Get started by calling 1-800-762-7000. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product, you'll want to get this free inventor's information from InventHelp. Find out how to try to patent your invention and submit it to industry. Call now to get your free inventor's information. Call 1-800-762-7000. That's 1-800-762-7000. This is your old PBX phone system. I won't be in today. I'm feeling kind of pricey. My hardware's acting up, and I got this big hole where my features should be, and I'm tired. I think I just need to lay here today, okay? Bye. Switch to Ring Central for a cloud-based phone system. There's no hardware to set up. It's loaded with features like smartphone and tablet management, and it's priced from $19.99 a month per user with unlimited calling. Ring Central. Phone systems reimagined. Sign up for a free trial at ringcentral.com.
something in their eyeballs. They stare at billboards as if for guidance. There's something wrong here. I can't put my finger on it. Same thing, same way. Everyday stupid fashion. Oh, yeah. Right out of sunset, but nothing's moving. The lights are green. Oh, is that my imagination? The people sit there. Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. A lot of people are uh, downloading us later. Yeah. In the podcasts format. Yeah. Not listening live. A lot of people aren't. We don't have as many people listening live as we'd like. I just went to my Facebook and my Twitter as the insecure host I would be, <laughs> wanting to know if there was feedback. Listening now, it's great. God, the way you the way you took that interview with Adam Carolla, oh, I loved it. Nothing, not a <laughs> single, not a single statement. Nothing. It's Come on, it's hard. So, like with with Netflix it, and on demand, yeah. and podcast. No one, no one does anything live. Well, anymore. just demand that we're live. Demand it, and we here we are, accepting your demands. Now, I've just said that, and I was going to take this somewhere else, but I have to answer the phone. Oh, good. Because we are getting a call. It's not you, is it, Ileana? (laughs) (laughs) I don't recognize the number. I don't even recognize this area code. I'm really good with area codes. I don't know this one. 228 area code? Where is that? Who is this? Hung up on me. Unbelievable. (laughs) I heard them. I heard the little. They were there. They were there. Someone was there. We what connected. Was it, 228? 228 area code. Maybe I outed them on their area code and they didn't want to be heard. There you go. They could have disguised their voice. Someone will know. It was a crank call. It's a crank you maker. They could have done that. They could have <laughs> Is done that the Sarah voice? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <no>, Craig. <laughs> it's me from 228. Area they could have done that. Call me back again. Oh, they're calling again. Here they Ooh. are. Gulf Coast Maybe they... Mississippi. Uh, Mississippi? Mississippi. I love it. It's me. Carl? Craig. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Carl. Hey, Carl. Carl, Carl, old school comic. Oh. Is, is that right to call you old school? Uh, old school is right. How you doing, Mr. Philadelphia? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I, uh, Mr. Philadelphia is here in Los Angeles in Hollywood at the Toad Hop Studios. And right. we, well, when are you coming back to Hollywood? Living in Mississippi now? How'd you end up there? Well, um, I was at the comedy store for years with you and all the other guys, Roseanne, all these people in the 80s. And then I went to Las Vegas in the 90s and worked at the MGM when they first opened and had a good time there. And then uh, went back to Philadelphia after my mom passed away and then uh, stayed with my dad for a year, a year and a half. And uh, he passed away. And my sister's been here for since the 70s. And uh, she says, well, come on down, see what you want to do. And 
I've been here for nine years. Mississippi. And uh, I, I own a tuxedo shop. Now, you know, a lot of times when you're starting off in the comedy, you're not going to go, I'm going to get into tuxedos and end up in Mississippi. <laughs> just, it's well, not like, added. you know, yeah, in those positive yeah. affirmations you give yourself when you're first starting in the business, I'm going to end up in a tuxedo business. I have to say something to you that I, okay. I, we're talking about memories on our show. And my right. memory of you is very clear because I don't want to get sentimental here, but I moved out here. And he was the nicest guy to me. Big cheese at the comedy store. You know, really tight with wow. Mitzi, the owner. And here I come, you know, with a couple jokes in hand from Philadelphia. And I moved out here. And he was the first one to say he took me backstage. Oh. And then for a kid in the business, I was like, I, I was flabbergasted. This is the same yeah. stage as at the time Richard Pryor was playing that stage. And all these huge comics. And Carl was like the big improv guy there. And he was... And he took me, not under his wing, but he basically said, here, welcome. And he gave me the nicest welcome to Los Angeles. And I, I have to tell you, Carl, I think of you all the time because when kids come now to Hollywood and they want right. to be a comic, I welcome them just like you welcome me. You take them backstage. Oh, that's, that's heavy. I, I, don't, I don't take uh, them backstage. Thanks. It's a little thank creepy, you. but still. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I take them backstage. Thank you. Of oh, course, I, of course I do. I take them, I take them backstage <laughs> or, I, or I give them advice on uh, comedy material or – Anything that I can do to, to sort of say with open arms, welcome to this business, which is really not a welcoming business. Not at all. <laughs> and, and not at all. Uh, and by contrast, it's actually not. Yeah. That's why Carl, to this day, 25 years later, 26, 27 years later, still stands out to me as a guy that went uh, you know, above and beyond what most comics would do. Far beyond. No one else did that. No one else would say, oh, here, he introduced me to Mitzi, who at that time... I'm going, oh my God, I'm meeting Mitzi Shore. She's the owner of the comedy store. He's going, Mitzi, Mitzi. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. <laughs> okay. He knows her so well, this he becomes her. He channels her right now. <laughs> and then, you know, so I, I can't thank you enough for that because that's my start in comedy in Hollywood was uh, the very almost the very first day that I moved here. And uh, Carl just took me and said, here, welcome. Here's, here's, uh, here's what it's like backstage. And I was meeting all these famous comics. Jim Carrey was yeah. backstage. Wow. You know, he was just good, yeah. but he was huge back then. Yeah. In, in I am so glad I called you. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a headache earlier today, and I, that, that means a lot. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. It's, well, it's not tuxedo season, so it must be a headache. You know, it, it, you know <laughs> it during, during it prom time, you wouldn't be calling me. But uh, <laughs> Well, this is homecoming time. Oh. This is homecoming time. Oh, so, that's great. You know, we just pray that there's no rain. And uh, that's very, very nice of you to say, Craig. And I feel the same about you. You are probably, I mean, and going back to the comedy store years later, I would run into you and like Dominic and a few other people there. And uh, you're a class act. You are a class act. I, I'm on Facebook with you and I see your family. And you should be so proud of yourself. Oh, thanks. thanks. Can you, uh, you can I give you my ex-wife's uh, <laughs> telephone number? Uh, she, she would not be in. Oh, I read about that all the time. Yeah, I do. cried. I cried. A few of those posts. Isn't it I terrible? Cried. Yeah. Oh, pray for uh, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so pray for her. Pray for family. Yeah, it's really rough. Yeah. It's really it's, it's it just makes. Uh, someone was telling me on the way in. I was talking to someone. I said, my life is so great, and it didn't start off that way, nor did it continue to be that way for a very long I time. Did, but that's listen. It's happened to me too. I mean. Uh, you get you know, it late I, sometimes. I went back and I said, can I start over again, you know? And uh, I went back, like, right before uh, uh, Hurricane Katrina came in. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm thinking, you know, I went back and I, I spent a couple hours with Mitzi at her house. This was like yeah, six, seven years ago. And I cried all the way down the hill, you know, I mean, because we were really tight. We used to, we yeah. used to drive to Palm Springs. We drove to Palm Springs in her Alfa Romero one time. It was so funny. She had that house that Polly uh, cleaned out. Paulie Shore, for those who don't know, is, is her the, son, the son yeah. who is actually kind of running and the comedy store now, which was a, the place to play back then. I mean, you had to play there. Well, yeah, it was Roseanne. I mean, I got there. I got. I worked at it. I'll tell you how I, I got there. I worked with Peter Marshall for the 70s. I was at Chapter 5, his nightclub act. Now, Peter Marshall's and the guy that hosted Hollywood Squares, and he went Hollywood on, he was a big Square. singer, and he, and he took groups yeah. of people with him on the road, and you were one of those people. I was one of the Chapter 5. I was yeah. with, uh, we did the TV show in the 70s, and uh, he had a good career, and then that folded, and I, I got a job at a plant shop on Santa Monica Boulevard. And the owner, uh, and Mitzi came in one day to buy uh, plants. Mm-hmm. And the I oh I wish I forget the Al, Al it was nice that she was buying plants that don't make her high. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time. There was a time she, says, she was getting a rhododendron. And, and Al, she was getting yeah she was going to get some pot. No, no, she was getting some plants. Okay. And uh, Al said, "This is uh, Carl Edwards. He's really funny. He makes everybody laugh here." And and, and she knew me from Pizak, from uh, oh. Sammy. And she says, "What are you doing tonight?" I said, "Oh, nothing." I said, "She says, why don't you you want to come up to the." It was a Monday. She says, you want to come up and do improv at the main room? And I said, I said, really? She says, yeah. She said, oh, Robin Williams is there and all these people yeah. are there. And you, it's fun. They have all these different challenges and you'll be good. So I go up there that night and I, and I worked with Joey Gaynor and uh, Dana Gillette and Ross, Ross Bennett. And I'm in all these competitions, like first line, last line, this and that, you know, last comic standing, the whole thing. And she's sitting in a booth. So I never got the light, which was really nice. And she came back, and uh, I did Ruth Gordon uh, with uh, Joey Gaynor, and I did this thing about Ruth Gordon in a movie clip at Blue Lagoon 15 or something. Yeah. Well, you, you're, you're really dating yourself. Any, anyone, under, yeah. anyone under 45 right now is going, Ruth. I have no idea what you're talking about. He has no, has no idea what you're talking about. She was the grandmother in uh, Every Which Way But Loose. And was, yeah, I had... Oh, you big baboon, you took off with my Oreo cookies. Bring them back. <laughs> You know, well, the, fa- the fact that Ruth Gordon is your lead impression is the reason you're doing tuxedos right now. Because yeah, got, I do it. Well, I'll, I, that's like I, I have to drop Don knots at some floor. point. <laughs> I, do 20, I do four hours a day. Uh, he yeah. does, and, and as a matter of fact, when I met him, he did, go to and, he did Ruth and Gordon. He did Westwood with Sam Kennison yeah. and Argus. And yeah, and Sam would sleep on the stage. I mean, you know, yeah. sold burgers with Pauly, and I then became a regular at the comedy store. And. I mean, and that was my that was my family. I brought Roseanne up the first time. Yeah. Well, you got a lot of great stories. We have to uh, we have to get going, Carl. But uh, listen, stay in touch with me, all right? And when you come out here, I I'm, I'm going to take you backstage of the Improv. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll call the Improv. He was working there. All right. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. It's great you to hear from you. That story. Thank you so much. You got and it. I'm going to go back and uh, measure somebody. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam Carolla was wearing the, the, the floaty belt on the wrong side. <laughs> measure the Love <laughs> Masters in scene, baby. He was, he, what, a great, what a great interview, my friend. That oh, thank really you, good. bro. I appreciate it. it See you, really Carl. And, and, and nice staff. Have a, have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? You got it. All right, bro. Okay. Bye-bye, Craig. See you. You know, I actually hung up one minute before that. I have no idea how to hang up. It <laughs> 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 happens every time. It, they, they stay on the line. I keep pressing X's, and it just doesn't work. I, I'm not very good with uh, computers. <laughs> You're going to have to take a class. My son, who's three years old now, is better than I am. I bet.
One of your absolutely true fact, true quote from this morning. Okay. Three years old, just learning how to talk. I said, hey, how's it going? He goes, I dreamed about iPads. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a quote. That's... He says, I dreamed about iPads. And then, uh, and then he tur turns on uh, Diego. Now, Diego is great for me because I don't know any Spanish. What is Diego? Diego is a cartoon. I mean, I once knew a Diego. <laughs> I'll I bet you did. You're from Cuba, so you yeah. would know a Diego. So now I know how to speak Spanish. Oh, my from God. From Diego because half of it's in Spanish. Do it. Usta los pantos. That's not Spanish. What? That's <laughs> not Spanish. Uh, let me try again. Usta, lo, usta los pantos. That's even worse. That sounds like Korean. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Diego's not very good at his job. I'm going to do it. You know, I, the problem is, you know, I did a commercial once for, uh, I did a commercial for uh, a pizza company, right? Uh, Little Caesars, uh -huh. and they didn't have enough money. They paid me really good money to be the dad. So they didn't have enough money to hire another dad to be Spanish. So they tried to teach me how to do <laughs> Spanish, but the only way I can do things is if I do an impression. Uh -huh. So here I am, this dad with his family. And so they, I did this shot. I did the, you know, uh, I'll be back. And that's what I had to say is I'll be back and all this kind of stuff for my $5 pizza and blah, blah, blah. Now they go, bring in the Spanish family. So suddenly I've got all these dark-haired kids, <laughs> right? And I have to do the same thing over, but with a Spanish, not only Spanish accent, but, and they brought in a coach and everything because I am wow. terrible. I studied French in high school. Now put me in a Montreal commercial. <laughs> I'll nail it. Où est la gastation? Je mange en restaurant ce soir. Listen to that. What was, what, what you was You think that? I was Gerard Depardieu. I could handle that, but I can't <laughs> handle this unless I do an impression. So I had to do in this G rated commercial, I had to be Scarface. That's perfect. So I, so I did Scarface. Oh. <laughs> and here was my line. I'm, I'm recalling it now. So I had to do it. Like, I was supposed to just do it gently, but I did. This is I'll be back. <laughs> now, you're from Cuba or whatever, yes, uh, Ileana, Miami. Miami, which is Cuba. Yes. That's that, pretty good. It was? Yes. I think it, you knew what I was saying, Volvore. Yeah, you'll, you'll be I right. even rolled the R. Well, you're you supposed did. to roll the R, right? <laughs> my little friend. I tried so hard. They ended up looping it. They ended <laughs> up bringing it up. you making that face? It's me. I didn't do the face. I ended up, I, I started with that, and they said, can you calm it down a little bit? I bet. Take the rifle out of your hands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cocaine. I put flour all over me. <laughs> my little friend. <laughs> so I, uh, that's how all Spanish fathers sound. Right? You know what, though? What, I have what? an uncle who talks like that. Who talks like that? Like, really? He is Scarface. He's also like the the major of a the captain or major commander of the Miami Police Department. But he is like full bone Al Pacino <laughs> as Scarface. It was scary growing up. Speaking with him. of that, you know what happened? I uh, they did Scarface the game. You didn't know this either. Oh, you know the game Scarface. Mm -hmm. Al Pacino has a completely different voice from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and now, right? right? So now it's him back in the 80s. So I do an impression of him, like, from the 70s, from, uh, like, Dog Day Afternoon. I'm dying over here. <laughs> I'm dying over here. I'm with a guy who thinks Wyoming's a country. <laughs> All right? So I, I can do that. Then I can do a little bit of uh, Son of a Woman. Hoo-ah! Because now he's got the deep voice. Yeah. Right. Hoo-ah! 
Hoo-ah! <laughs> That's how he says everything now. Yeah. He could be doing the Gettysburg Address. Four score! <laughs> Seven years ago! That's so, a hysterical face, by the way. So if you're listening, if am, you get a chance am, to actually watch. Am I doing Schumann, a good face? Am awesome. I, okay. So I could do him from The Godfather. So now they said do him as Scarface to get a lot of money to do the game. Yeah. So I have to duplicate his voice and everything in the game because he's too old to do him. <laughs> right. Wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, I did that with Don Knotts. By the way, his star, isn't that ironic? Don Knotts, my idol. Yeah. The first impression I ever did. If you walk out of our studios, that's the star that's on Hollywood yeah, Boulevard. Right. As soon as you go out there, and it just makes me bring back those memories of meeting him. And the first time I met him, I'm doing the old Barney. Nip it in the butt. And he's old, and he goes, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> you do me better than me. And then I, he was signing autographs in an autograph show, and he goes, oh, it's Craig Shoemaker. Do you do my signature, too? <laughs> so it's really cool. So now I have to do Al Pacino, one of my other idols. I have to do him from Scarface, and it came down to me and one other guy mm. for this game for a lot of money. It was between you and Scarface. It was a <laughs> yeah, that was a big game. No, it was a big game. Yeah. This is a few years ago. I just ran into the producer of it, and guess who had to decide? Pacino. Oh. Oh. I'll decide who does my voice. <laughs> so I, I got into this character like you would not even believe. I did the scene for scene, like you know him yeah. with the gun and everything. I had veins popping out of my head. Wow. I had to ask for a Tylenol afterwards. <laughs> I did. Was he in the room with you? You cockroach! <laughs> I just woke up the whole. <laughs> the whole floor. We have a co-op office here. Everybody's going, what's wrong with that guy? Cockroach! <laughs> I mean, I so got into it. I was firing a, a mime weapon. <laughs> was Pacino there? No. Oh, good. I you just heard the Talk recording about. later or something? Well, I would have liked to have been there because if I'm not going to get the part, at least I can say I met Al Pacino. <laughs> you know, maybe You'll puts take me in anything. The, yeah, exactly. Godfather <laughs> 4, I'm all over it. Come on, I can be Italian. That I can do better than in Spanish. You can do any accent except for freaking Spanish. Gusta las pandos. No. <laughs> what is wrong with that? Do you know what I'm saying? That was what he... Something about panda bears. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, really? Yes. What's usta mean? Usta. What do you mean? You're shrugging that's, like it's not a word. Usta is not a word? No. Seriously? Usta. Diego, you're going to have to watch Diego. I'm going to have to write him a the letter. episode about the pandas. Okay. Because that is what I'm saying. I go, there are the pandas. I got that this morning. I wrote it down. There it is right there. My little, my little notes. <laughs> you wrote it out phonetically? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I even put a umlaut over the A because <laughs> I thought they said pantos. <laughs> so I put a little umlaut because yeah. I thought I'd impress you, Ileana. <laughs> I thought I'd impress you with my Spanish. Maybe it's gusta. Oh, that's what it was. Gusta is that you like. I, that's what it is. is I didn't get like the G. I was in a yeah. hurry. I was in a hurry in my you, show prep. You Mr. Show Prep. So it is gusta. Gusta los pantos. How's that? I'm trying to get it's into closer. the character. It's closer. Closer? It's but really... do it as Pacino. Do it as Scarface. All right, here I go. Here I go. Okay. <laughs> is it, I like the pandas because I really want to get into the part. I want to get Is that what <laughs> yeah. it's saying? Just think about those pandas. But I'm saying, am I liking them or am I yes. seeing them? No, that you're liking okay. them. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Gusta los pandas! That's perfect. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. There's a machine gun. Say hello! You little panda! Pandos! <laughs> say, say hello! To the zoo! 
<laughs> Pados, Gusta. You're killing the panda bears. Yeah, I'm killing it. That's not right. Uh, They're trying awesome, to mate. Right? We're trying to get one in captivity, and now I'm <laughs> shooting them. Is that what you're doing on the on your weekends? No, I'm not. Oh. This weekend, I'm actually having off weekend. I am so excited. I am so excited to be off. I'm going to admit something that Uh-oh. I didn't think I would. All right. I'm quitting comedy. No. Yeah, I want to quit comedy. Don't do it. I do. I want to quit. I've had it. You've had it. I've had it. Is it the road? Is it Yes, the, the road is really hurting me big yeah. time. And then I have the stress of dealing with the ex who's constantly putting us in court over the stupidest things. And then I have a bullseye on me. I have to defend myself. And I'm sick of it. Yeah. So I have stress. And then here's the irony is she's asking for more money. She yeah. wants more money. So I'm going, how about be nice and kind and let's just hang out and we're all right. You know, don't put me up on everything. And then, you know, I might find more money. But it's hard under stress to accumulate money. Right. It really is. First of all, you're paying for lawyers. You're paying for your stress. <laughs> you know, there's money in stress. Yeah. If you're on yeah. the other side of it, there's money if you're a therapist. But it's not good for making money. And I've had it to the point where I want to go, all right, I got no more money. Now come and get me because I got no more money because I, I have the decision on not working. And I don't want to work anymore. I mean, I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. I don't want to do comedy. Right. And the other thing is comedy has turned around for me where I do it for a different reason. The motivation is different. When I was younger, I'm not exaggerating. I would do it for lines of cocaine. (laughs) That that's a different motivation. Yeah. In Erie, they paid me in cocaine once. Oh my God. Only in Erie. Only in Erie. I remember specifically that guy was a coke dealer and he goes, Would you like this? It was like he had a little choice. He's got a he's got a handful of cash. He's got a little baggie. And I went, Say hello! (laughs) (laughs) Do the baggie! I had to have that baggie. You know, those were the days. Uh, That's what I did. So that was my motivation. And also get attention because I don't have attention from my mom. It still doesn't speak to me. My sister doesn't speak to me. So I'm going, someone's going to talk to me. They're going to listen to me. And then that's why I started doing comedy. Now I'm getting attention. And women always say they want a sense of humor. That's bullshit. But still, (laughs) I accepted that for 30 years, that they really wanted that. So now that I have the woman that I want, the woman of my dreams, that motivation is out of it. I don't do cocaine anymore. That motivation is out of it. What's left? What's left? So I'll tell you what's left. My career transitioned into being of service to people. That's, that's nice. That's so when I say my little prayer before I go on stage, I know there's a lot of atheists out there, but I just call it a, a prayer of truth, whatever you want to call it. You know, just tell the truth. That's what I try to do on stage and here. And that's what I do. I say to myself, just be of service. Here's some people that might be in a little bad situation in their life. They might need some sort of levity in their lives, and that becomes the motivation. So that is what keeps me going and the fact that I make money. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of money, uh, I want to uh, just um, I want to talk about uh, we, we do the show for free. OK. And one of my codependent nightmares is that Joel and Sarah and Ileana, they don't get paid. OK. Now, uh, Sarah's not here, so I can save some money. I'm going to give you some money, Joel. Here you go. Oh, whatever's in my pocket. Ooh, <laughs> it's a 20. Hold on. I might have more. Oh, like, hold on, uh, that the wrong pocket. By the I way, the, in the pocket. old days, I, these these bills would be rolled up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my nose would have been on them. But here you go, Joel. Here's here's forty bucks. Oh wow! Oh, wow. All right, Thank there you, you so go. Much. I, I I you know I want I want you guys to make money. You know, and uh, we were just told even before the show, no, you don't make money here. You don't yeah, make this is free. We don't have ads, but we do have the laughter store. Maybe if you go there, 
we'll get a couple bucks kicked back to us. And we have a discount at thelaughterstore.com. If you put the code in laugh, easy to remember. Easy. It's not where, store laugh. It's not where we're going uh, schmegmaton. <laughs> no, we're giving you a nice easy word. What is a schmegmaton? I made it up. Okay. I made it up. It's just, I'm just coming up with a word you wouldn't remember. <laughs> laugh, you will remember 50% off. Of all kinds of goodies that will make you grin, giggle, and guffaw at thelaughterstore.com. And the holidays are coming up. Why would you not want to get them? There's a book, by the way. These are really being featured. It's all it's by Judy Brown, Ooh. and it's all about comedians. It's comedians' jokes. So if you have somebody that's not feeling well, you hand them this book of comics' jokes. Yeah. And they laugh their, themselves well. You know, yeah. We have the Laughter Heals Foundation as well. So you go to thelaughterstore.com. Help us out a little bit. It's not going to cost you a lot of money. Just think to yourself that you're being of service to Joel and Ileana and Sarah. <laughs> Buy that fart this machine. This is our PBS section of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you like what you're watching right now. Yeah, if you uh, pledge to us. Yeah. Just, uh, it's not going to cost you a lot of money. You go there and you can. it's the gift that keeps on giving. You can get yourself a fart machine. That gives a lot. <laughs> sure. One of my great memories of, with my mom and my sister was my sister at Thanksgiving. I heard this sound. And my mom is very, uh, what do you call it, uh, snobby. Yeah. Is yeah. that the word? That's a good word. And she doesn't like farts. You can't even say the word fart. We used to call it breaking wind. Did someone break wind? <laughs> and she doesn't like farts. And I'm going, who in the hell is farting at the table? At the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> All different sounds. 14 nice. different sounds, by the way, in the fart machine, too. Turns out, and I'm going, who is doing this? My sister attached the fart machine to the dog's collar. <laughs> so the dog's wandering around under the table. So the fart is wandering. And it's at different people, like That's the guests, great. like the visitors with the suit on and stuff at Thanksgiving. Now, that is a blast. That is funny, and it's a good memory for you. Yeah. So get the laughter store. You go to the laughterstore.com, 50% off if you just put in the code laugh. And go there and uh, you know, help our show and help yourself and you know, bring some giggles to your family as well, to your Thanksgiving table, which is coming up, and Christmas and Hanukkah are coming up. It's a great gift. There's CDs and DVDs and all that kind of stuff. My CDs there, my DVDs, and you can go get those. Those might come back to me, and then I'll give Joel another 20 bucks. There you go. But, Pledge uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> Pledge now. Get the guy a razor. Uh, so uh, anyway, we're coming back. We have a lot more. Uh, we have another half hour of our show. Uh, we had a lot of fun with Adam Carolla, and we have more. No guests. We're just going to hang with you. You can call us if you want, 323-622-8623, and join in the fun. It's uh, the Craig Shoemaker Show uh, with Ileana Rose, Joel Geist, and Sarah Sweet is listening in Hawaii right now. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream. Every three minutes, another person falls further into credit card debt. Many credit card companies have nearly doubled their minimum monthly payment. People can barely afford to keep up. Here's the great news. With our powerful program, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. We are a nationwide nonprofit and have helped over 600,000 people with their credit cards. Get free of credit card debt today. Call 800-495-1307. That's 800-495-1307. Does your car smell like... You need scent bomb. Does your house smell like... Get some scent bomb. Does the bathroom smell like... 
Get Some Scent Bomb. Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from, so go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's get some scent bomb. Here's reality, guys. If you're over 30, your testosterone levels may have already begun to decline. It's a medical fact that testosterone levels decrease with age. Here's the good news. ProGene, the only all-natural dual-action testosterone supplement, is giving away a free month supply to every guy that calls today at 800-643-8577. Kick your drive back into high gear and be the man you want to be again. Try it for a month for free. There's nothing to lose. Feel younger again and be the man you want to be. Call 800-643-8577 for details. That's 800-643-8577. 8577. Are you sick of cigarettes ruling your life? Tired of the yellow teeth and shortness of breath? Think nothing out there works? Think again. Introducing Miraset, the all-new revolutionary solution to stop smoking forever. Miraset is an all-natural spray registered with the FDA created from homeopathic ingredients. Miraset suppresses your nicotine cravings and withdrawal symptoms, allowing your body to reprogram itself to remove the crave forever. Former longtime smokers are marveling over the effectiveness of Miraset. Randy writes, I've tried several stop-smoking products without any success. After trying Miraset, my overall health is so much better, and my urges have gone away. Miraset is not a temporary solution with harmful side effects like some of these other products. It is an all-natural and permanent solution to stop smoking for good. Order your one-month supply of Miraset today to end the nicotine addiction for only $49.95 with a money-back guarantee. We care about restoring your health. Order Miraset now and stop smoking forever. Call 800-394-6149. That's 800-394-6149. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Ho! Oh. <laughs> I was saying earlier, by the way, I showed my kids clips from Johnny Carson. Yeah. It was so cool because it's it's it, it, it it's everlasting. He's the still humor current. is everlasting. Yeah. It didn't matter who. I mean, one one shot, he's got a big fat tie and a plaid jacket. <laughs> you know, I mean, right from the 70s and would even say 1977 or whatever it was. It didn't matter. It is just – funny's funny. And it, there were some re- – and my kids were cracking up. I loved it. Yeah. I like when I can turn them on to, to uh, old classics like that. Usually I can't. You know, I'm watching – got to see The Wizard of Oz. They didn't like that? Dad, I can see the strings on the monkeys. I mean, oh. you know, it, it, it's like that kind of thing. Spoiled. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're used to special effects. Sure, there's nothing raw anymore. So, I, I that's one thing I always I was trying to talk to Adam Kroll about this is like, what do you impart onto your kids? Like, what what are the uh, you know I go through this. I have kids of all different ages too, so that you impart different things to them. I got a teenager. I can't impart anything to him. <laughs> it's too late for him. I like this morning. I go, uh, hey, you want to ride to school? And he goes, obviously. <laughs> How else am I going to get there, Dad? Well, no, he has other alternatives. How about hoof it like I did through snow and sleet? And <laughs> I would turn into the mailman when I'm telling him about my stories about getting to school. You can get to school on your own. No, he actually takes a bus, but sometimes he wants to ride to the bus or sometimes he wants to ride to school. So that's what the, the question implied. All those, the multitude of, of uh, answers yeah. other than obviously. 
So that's oh. what I'm dealing with. And then the flippy of the hair, although he cut his hair, so he's not flipping as much. So Does he just... still do the instinctual flip? No. I used to do that when I cut my hair short, but <laughs> yeah. I'm so used to having it long. Phantom hair. Yeah. I have a thing in my friends uh, to this day. That's the other thing I try to impart to my uh, children is we don't have a big family, and it's definitely not a loving family. Uh, you know, They don't speak to us, a lot of our family. So I, my family are my friends, my old friends. And I do a thing that they still make fun of me. You, you can see this if you're watching us. I flip uh, with two fingers. My friend Steve makes fun of me with this one. And I just flip it up with my two fingers, uh -huh. what's left of my hair. And I, so I don't do the, the whole flip, you know, with the, I get neck whiplash at this point at my age. I can't do it anymore. So I have to do the little flip with the, with, with my two uh, fingers. One time I was actually in front of the mirror. I don't know. Does anybody else do this? When you're in front of the mirror, especially when you were younger, I was when I was younger, I was really into the mirror. Yeah, yeah. you know, different looks. You try different looks. Mm -hmm. You know, here's here's my badass look. <clears throat> you just look, in the mirror. <laughs> look at that badass look, and you like turn your chin to the side. I'm gonna give a three quarters look. Ooh, it's badass. Yeah. Ooh, I look good. And you do a little flip, and you try your hair part in the middle. You try all different times of looks. You flex your muscles. You do, you know. My big thing was eyebrows up. I always thought I'd make – because I had sort of Asian eyes back uh, when I was younger. You grew out of that. I grew out of the Asian eyes. <laughs> so what Asian did I do? Eyes. I married an Asian. And my son looks Asian. My son has Asian eyes now. He, he inherited them from me. Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> I love that he, ta he blames me for everything that's wrong. You know, thanks a lot for the Asian eyes, Dad. Well, how old is he? He's 14. Oh. So does he really not yeah. like them? He That's when like I had I had them when I was uh, 14 as well. So what I thought was I would do a pose for the yearbook. So if you look at my old yearbooks, every one of them, my eyebrows look like rainbows, like the <laughs> rainbow connection. Why are there so many? Hey, look at this pose. <laughs> and I put the eyebrows up like this. You know, oh, hey, boy. how's it going? Like I just walked into the room. Hey, you took a picture. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for the yearbook. You know you're getting your picture taken. Yeah. And I planned look it for a camera. year. One time I wore one time I wore sun in. I don't know if you know what that yeah, is. I used to you do spray the sun the, in. you spray this stuff in your hair, yeah. and it's supposed to make you blonder. Now I'm in Philadelphia. I want to be in California at the time. <laughs> I wanted to be a California surfer type. I sprayed it in orange, oh. Lucille Ball orange. No. I mean, it was not good. It's at, not a good product. No, it's not. It's what's not, in it? It's like bleach. I don't know what's yeah, in it's it. It's like some bad bleach. Yeah, and you go out into the sun, and it's supposed to give you highlights. No, yeah. no. no. <laughs> the whole uh, there was bozo. I got my my early clown training was putting this stuff on. So there I am with the bozo hair, with the eyebrows up. Hey. So one time I'm doing this in front of the mirror. I'm doing every pose, and I look outside. We had a one floor uh, house. And there's my sister and her friend Kathy howling, laughing. They and I look out the window. I thought I was. I freaked out. What are you doing out there? We're laughing. Were you naked? I was not naked. Thank no. God. No. Oh, yeah. you imagine that? The things I do naked. <laughs> I mean, what guy has other parts? Yeah. You know, what guy naked. hasn't tried to you know put his you know jewels back by his ass? <laughs> Give yourself a mangina. What guy hasn't done that? Joel? You try it once, at least. Yeah, at, I've tried it. At least. Yeah. I was mangina man for many years. Yeah, you put the thing back there, and you, yeah. you're in front of the full-length mirror. You go, this is what I look like as a chick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, like dancing. A little silence of the lambs. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> Don't you touch my little princess. I didn't do that. I didn't go that far. Thank God they weren't there for that show. Oh, my yeah. God. They were only there for the eyebrow up show. But no, I, of course, you did a little mangina thing. <laughs> now, where this is going from imparting the wisdom to my children, I'd say do not do the mangina. <laughs> yeah. At least in public. Have you told it. him? 
not to do the magic. I haven't had that talk yet. It's not a talk that's up there, you know, on your list of like, you have the sex talk, the drug talk, no mangina talk. That's not on the list right now. You know, I'm already dealing with other stuff. Okay, so I don't. Anyway, I I don't. I don't. I, there's certain things you don't want people to see. But now that I'm older and I'm a comedian and I'm happy, I don't care. I don't care. I'll admit anything. Yeah. So my friends, I tell my sons, I always go, listen, you gotta keep your friends. So I'm always trying to emphasize that. Mm-hmm. You know, my I'll go. What happened to Scotty? <laughs> I don't hang out with him anymore. <laughs> That's how he talks. <laughs> he mumbles. Like, he mumbles all the time. I go, come on, you want to be happy, don't you? I don't care. That's what you're trying to tell your kid. You want to be happy, right? I don't care. The mood. But you were like that when you were a teenager. Exactly. But I don't want him to be like that. I want him to get it sooner than I did. I want everything to happen sooner for them. I'm, I got stuff in my 40s, for God's sakes. I was starting to get life lessons about happiness in my 40s. Yeah. I spent the whole rest of my life pissed off, miserable, <laughs> resentful, <laughs> drugs, alcohol, anything I could find to, to, to get out of myself because I wasn't digging myself. And now I'm all happy, and I want the kids to get it at, like, 15 at least. Do you think it's working? Do you think it's getting nah. to them on any level? No. Nah. My, yeah, it might be. It Some might be. Level? The one good thing is, you know, when I, I got divorced, I have two children from my ex-wife. And they do get to see how you can be happy in a household uh-huh. yeah. and love your wife. Now, that they get to see all the time. That's great. I mean, of course, it's their stepmom and I start kissing her. That's not good. <laughs> that's, a whole other, that's a whole other realm of therapy right there. Daddy happy. Yeah, well, I mean, daddy's happy. It's a happy home. That, you know, it's, I remember it's, thinking yeah. that of my mom, like finally yeah. seeing her happy with the, the man she married after my dad. Oh, really? It was the first, like, on their wedding day. The happiest I'd ever seen her, and it was beautiful. I was so glad oh, to get to see her. Oh, I'm really that. glad to see that. My mom married a guy who wanted an intervention. That's all I kept thinking. <laughs> yeah. I was an alcoholic. He drove her into a ditch. Oh, no. Literally. And she still was in denial. Well, he, you know, he didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> well, no, you don't do it on purpose not. when you're an alcoholic. You just do it. Drove him, drove her, and that's, so I'm so happy to hear that, yeah. that, you, that your perspective was, my mom is happy. And I want, I want these kids to say, oh, you know, and here's the other thing is it gives them faith that they can find someone. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a speech yesterday. I do speeches. I know do it's wrong. Do the speech. Do the speech. I know it's wrong. <laughs> do it. Listen, uh, Jared, Justin, when you get to be older and you're with girls, here's the one thing that's very important. Do not do <laughs> not go out with, get rid of immediately a scorekeeper. A scorekeeper? Yes. That's what they said. Uh, here's what a scorekeeper. <laughs> scorekeeper, Dad. What is that? <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. I asked, glad you asked for clarification. I was under the impression it was a common term. I guess it's not. I guess it's not. So I did explain it. I said, well, here's what happens. What I have with Mika, uh, you know, their stepmom, is there's no scorekeeping whatsoever. They get to, they, they, she just, I'll say, hey, uh, I'm up in bed. Can you pick up my computer downstairs and bring it up to me? She doesn't go, I did that five times for you last oh. week, and you've done it zero for me. That's yeah. scorekeeping. Tit so for said, tat. Yeah, well, it's more than tit for tat. It was some people. <laughs> some people. It's like, why don't you work at Fenway Park, for God's sakes, and put the runs up while you're at it. Yeah, Here you go. Five for you. And by the way, I'm always zero. Yeah. Always That's her zero. true calling, and she just doesn't know it. She should be like a, Go to Fenway. Yeah, because yeah, they have an old school scoreboard where you actually <laughs> yeah. literally put the numbers up. Like, no, that's wrong. There was and that's runs. what I've been with in the past is you're with these scorekeepers. And I told, tried to impart this wisdom onto my children yesterday. Right. I said, if anybody starts that, if they're not just with you for who you are, right. but if they're with you for what you can do for them, this goes to anyone out there. If, if you're with someone 
that is constantly saying to you, you need to do this for me. And it's, 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 and by the way, you start with zero, they start with 97. That's the score right off the top. They always start with there's, yeah. it's imbalanced right away if you have a scorekeeper type of person. Yeah. And it's, it's a nightmare to live with because now you're going, oh, what do I do? What do I do? I have to, I have to, I got to dance. Hello. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you just got to do a step, kickball chain, step, brush, up, step, step, hello, rolling off a log. This is what you have to do because you're just, you're just like a performance mode. Yeah. Like, what, what can I do next to make them happy? And if you get those type of people, if you get a little smile, you've, it's like victory for you. And I don't have to live like that anymore. And I try to tell my kids this. So I always say to them, listen, get your friends. That's the most important thing. Get your friends and get tight with your friends. They're going to be there for the rest of your life. My friends are the same I've had since kindergarten. Yeah. And when I call them, we still do the same thing. We do. do you guys do this? What? When you call a certain person, you have a different cadence or a different way of speaking. Oh, yeah. Like for each person. Like uh, give me a friend. You know my friends, Eliana. Uh, give Mioli. me a friend. Good, good one. Yeah. Okay. First of all, his name's Christian Mioli. I can't call him Christian. Right. Literally can't call him. I have to call him by his last name. Mioli. This is me calling him. Mioli. Yeah. It's Shoe. Schubert. Because he calls me Schubert. No one else does. So yeah. Mioli. Schubert. <laughs> okay. So that's how I have to address him. By the way, a very famous composer, Schubert. Oh, that's true. Mioli Schubert. Oh, that's probably why he's doing that because he loves music. But So it's Mioli Schubert. Give me another friend. Everybody has a certain cadence that I say, uh, my best friend. Do mine, because you have a cadence for me. That's true. Yeah. Ili. Ili. <laughs> 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 What's up, Ili? <laughs> I go a little higher. Is that you what know? he sounds like? Because you're female. You yeah. She's a female, so I go a little higher. I go, Ili, yeah. what's up? <laughs> hey, Ili. Just sh shoo. She calls me shoe. So I go, uh, shoo, yeah. checking in. <laughs> now, Cerami. Cerami. All right, Cerami, my best buddy. I actually imitate one of our old friends when I speak to him, and he knows it, too. We still talk about it. We imitate Frank, who always was slow. He was always <laughs> slow. So uh, so his name is Cerami, right? So I go, I do Frank from ninth grade. Ceram. Shoo. <laughs> <laughs> what's up? And then we, what's the story? Ceram. <laughs> I wish he'd call right now. He listens sometimes. Oh, yeah? And then Steve, Steve Lawrence. I talk like his father. Staver. What's up, Staver? Staver. <laughs> and he knows it's you and it's yeah. not his father? Now, the best one is Munchak. Monkey. We, I don't know Do where the... friends with normal names? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it sounded like to you? To me, this is so normal. Yeah. Munchak, Cerami. I, I can't even Mioli. keep track. Mioli. Mioli. Yeah. No, I know, I know Bob. <laughs> there's no Bobs out there. No. No, there's... Yeah, I guess... Well, first of all, you always call people by either their short and your last name. Yeah. You know, which doesn't work for uh, Tony Pussini. He had to move. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't like that. Yeah. Stop calling me pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so Munchak, I don't know where this voice comes from, but we, we talk like this to each other. And by the way, full conversations in this voice. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, what's up, monkey? Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and we must say, what are you doing a hundred times? What are you doing? <laughs> Just watching it. Just whacking it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's an expression. We don't really, we're not really literally whacking it. But, sure. Just whacking it. Hey. You got to be in private when you talk to these people then. Well, that's the weird thing is some of them, I forgot one time I was calling Munchak's family line. Oh. 
So, uh, and we have names for people. We have another friend called Lemur because I saw him having sex once and he looked like a lemur monkey. <laughs> he was mounting her. He looked like a lemur. He did. First of all, he was a human C. That's, it, it, we, wow. we had sex in the same room and I look over and he's got no shoulders. So he looks like a human C mounting her from behind. You watch that much National <laughs> Geographic that you know exactly what a lemur looks and like. And I named him a lemur. lemur. I named him lemur. So he's to this day, 30 years later, he's lemur. So we talk about lemur in monkey talk. And, and Jeff Munchak, who's monkey, we talk monkey talk. We go, hey. So I'm leaving this on his machine for his whole family to hear. I thought it was his private cell phone. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing, monkey? Yeah, the lemur's a human seat. Hey. <laughs> Gotta wake it. That means work it. Gotta wake it. Wake it. Thing. Wake it. I'm leaving this on his machine. But this is, this is our old school... <laughs> Now, my sister, who I miss very much, by the way, she doesn't speak to me anymore. Oh. I have a little code with her. We talk like this. Yuddy, you, you, and that means what are you doing? Yeah. You idiot. That's you idiot. So you, you moved your jaw as little as possible. Well, we have this way that we talk. The, the you know, Y is in the front of it. Uh -huh. and, and she does the funniest one. She does a long, extended version of She'll go. When she, that's the first thing I'll hear on my answer machine years ago. Yo. She talks to me. No wonder we don't speak anymore. <laughs> yeah, she no just wonder. got tired of Maybe, maybe I gave one back to her and she didn't like it. Yeah. Oh, idiot. <laughs> That's the inhale version. Yeah. We do that too, the inhale and the exhale. We do, we do both. But do you guys have any of those where you sure. call a friend? Yeah. Sure. You, it's just a different cadence, a different voice. When, like, I, when I talk to my brother, I'm all of a sudden, I'm from like the Bronx. I'm like, whoa, what's up, bro? How you doing? Dude, I love you, man. I love you, bro. Like I'm one of his boys or something. It's really you do weird. that? Yeah. And what are you thinking when you're doing it? Do you say anything tender? I try not to. Yeah, I'm looking for some nurturing, yo. <laughs> bro, bro. Just looking for an I love you, bro. <laughs> There's you two can't do that. Things. There's like, there's the like voices you say. Like me and my friend Devinder, we always, we always talk as our friend Carl. It's the same thing. Oh, like, you do that. Hey, this is Carl. <laughs> uh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope Carl's listening. Um, but then there's also the like what you're talking about. Oh, I want to hear more. I want to hear one more. I want to hear one or more of those. Oh, what else do we do? Carl, do Carl. I like that. One. Uh, hey, hey, this is Carl. Are you guys there? Hey, hey. It's all about the hey. Hey. Hey, this is Carl. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to tell him. Does Carl know you do it? No, I don't. Actually, I don't he doesn't know, know until now. Does, if he yeah. does, we do it to him because he, he always said, like, the first thing out of his mouth is always, hey, this is Carl. <laughs> and uh, so we do it to him. As if you didn't know. But now we was. just do it to everybody. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You have another one that you do? Um, By the way, you can call us anytime and tell us how you speak to your friends. But quickly, we don't have four more minutes. Three two three six two two eight six two three. Let me hear another uh, one, Joel. Not a, I was just going to say the other thing is like when you're fronting, like it's mm -hmm. not really like a voice you're doing that you both know mm -hmm. you're doing a voice. It's just like your friends that you have different ways of talking to. Mm -hmm. And I definitely like, 
I know my dad, because my dad's from the East Coast, so I definitely start to sound a little more yeah. New Yorker when I talk to him. Or It's fronting? You call that fronting? Well, it's just like subconscious. Like you just start to talk yeah, like you they do. talk. And yeah. That's what the, the kids next thing you know, it. they're like, are you from oh. New York? And I'm like, no, it's just my dad. I don't know. I've been hanging out with my dad all week. I find it in the East Coast, where I'm from, is it's almost like you don't want to have elocution. You don't want to have diction. You have to drop things. Sure. You got to yeah. in Boston, I or Long Island, I would actually say to them, "You go to the birthday P A R T Y. How do you say that?" They go, "Party." Mm-hmm. All right. And a little kid goes in a little uh, little uh, toilet. What do you call that? Party. I go, yeah. "You don't hear the you know, What are you talking about? One's a party, one's a party." <laughs> they literally they, they don't even know. so they drop the Rs yeah. and I think that that's a thing. Like, it's almost like a tough guy thing. Yeah. I always wonder how accents even developed. You know, so so now you're in Philadelphia, you're talking like this. In Baltimore, they talk like this. And then all of a sudden, you start to wander your way down to Virginia. How y'all doing? Exactly. How did that happen? Where is the line of demarcation? And then Miami. <laughs> yeah. Where's the equator? Well, Miami, they don't even speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep going. By the way, that's the deep south. You'd think they would be like, really drawling all that, not going, nope. hello, my little friend. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah, once you pass Orlando, you've, you've yeah. gone beyond well, south. Well, you got the Everglades, though. That's very south. The Everglades yeah. is really south. Yeah. They brush their tooth for the big night out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know how these accents develop, but I do think a guy, the guys are the ones that develop these accents, and I do think it has to do with – I know when I was growing up, you were almost – the worst thing you'd ever be called is a pussy. Yeah. You know, oh, you got to yeah, avoid pussy. I hate it when they call me that. Yeah, you don't avoid pussy. You avoid <laughs> being called a pussy right. if you spoke well. Hmm. So that's the thing is like it's like uh, this kind of gangster talk or whatever it is. I mean, that's how it develops. It's like I don't feel like, you know, because if I was actually trying to speak the, the, the king's English, right. I would sound like a pussy. <laughs> Hello, pussy. You know what? But that's hot. It's not hot in Philadelphia. It's not hot. It's the opposite. It gets your ass kicked. (laughs) You would get a wedgie. Here you go, King's English. Hello, put me down, please. My underwear doesn't belong in my... Oh, no, the tighty-whities are very tight right now. Please put me down. And pronouncing your end. It's all about acceptance. Like being... Sounding like the people around you and... But... (laughs) but, And you you don't want to be called a pussy. You don't want to be chastised or, you know scrutinized or any of that kind of stuff you know any eyes you know you know any of that because that's how you grow up is you you think like that he said oh man i gotta sound tough and in the meantime on the inside that's the thing is most people don't talk about their insides we talked about adam carolla i was trying to get to his insides. he would not go there no no no, no he would not go there do not pass just go. sound like yeah. a just sound like a dracula go there <laughs> No, because a lot of us, we cover it up. You just want to keep covering up all this, you know, this pain and resentment and fear, a lot of fear that we have. You know, I don't want to be hit. I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be, you know, so that's the tough guy thing you put out there. And uh, and as opposed to what a pussy, what a dick, you know, look at him, Mr. Diction. So what's on what's on your insights? If you could describe your insights. I, 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 quite frankly, we hear it every week. <laughs> <laughs> You're tired of talking about no, it? No, no, no. It's not I'm tired of talking about it. But, uh, you know, quite frankly, by the way, we had a review of our show. We've been getting great reviews. We had a review of our show that said, I feel like I'm at a Baptist church or something like that because yeah. I'm preaching. And I read that and I went, yeah. that hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Maybe he's from the South and that was a compliment. 
no. feel like I'm at a Baptist church. No, this no. is just the best show. If it ever. was accompanied by five stars, yes. This yeah. is one star, I'll no. never listen again. So he's not listening, so who cares? By the way, go and please rate and review us. It will help. Yeah, us. on iTunes. There's something you could do for free. And I the told new you to- website. Oh, we have a new website, CraigShoemakerShow.com. Ghosts, can they sign up there? They could they could write on the comments page. Oh, please do. Please go to CraigShoemakerShow.com. Somebody will be the first person to post right. on there. Rush right now. Get to your computer. Get to your keyboard. <laughs> the hell with listening to me. Rush right there and put some sort of a comment. Give me five stars, would you please? <laughs> Although, say something nice. Say something nice. My feelings can't it's take it. Baptist church. <laughs> Just wanted to say we're off next week. Yeah. I will be in Columbus, Ohio. That's my next job is in Columbus, Ohio. First time there in a long, long time. Wow. Back last time I was there, I have a photo of a guy in a jerry curl. That will tell you how long <laughs> ago I was there. The opening act had a jerry curl, not popular within the last 20 years. So that tells you it's been a long time. Yeah. Please come see me at the... Columbus, Funny Bone, or tell your friends because I don't have a big draw there, right? Because I haven't been there. They're right. not going, oh, I remember Craig Shoemaker and his wham haircut. <laughs> no, no. They, so, uh, And then I'll be at Cleveland and Hilarity's one of the nicest clubs and greatest club owners in the country. Uh, Hilarity's, I'll be there for Sweetest Weekend at the Love Master. Sweetest? Weekend? Sweet. It's called Sweetest Weekend. It's just an excuse for Hallmark to make not more Swedish. money on it. No, Sweetest. Oh. Sweetest. All right. Hallmark's making more. We have to go. Uh, please go to thelaughterstore.com. Go get something. Put laugh in the code. Laugh is in your code, and you can get 50% off of all your laughter goodies. We'll see you in two weeks, but keep downloading us. Please keep reviewing us. We love you, and uh, we'll see you next time. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Live. Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios in Hollywood. This, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. Enhances the senses, opens your mind. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching.
action-packed tradition of Top Gun come the beautiful Tomcat Angels. Troma Team Video presents a daring new film where the post-Cold War world is threatened by terrorists. The beautiful angels, highly trained fighter pilots, protect the free world from danger. Tomcat Angels. Naked, raw power, and high-tech flying adventure that grabs you and never...